0: up and welcome back to bar now talking hockey episode number 114 presented by the bar room network my name is Vinny parisi and i am less than (laughs) a week from vacation and this right here this is frankie Mueller, and he's less than a week from vacation and apparently he's already got freaking vacation brain because he doesn't know how to get rid of shit freaking top of the show what are you doing dude i'm ready for vacation you're ready for bam vacations all I ever wanted Are Vacation. You? oh dude pumped pumped Thank we got our first comment from the man of the hour Mr. Tom Mangarelli he said Mr. sup himself <laughs> sup dude saw <Suh>, dude <laughs> dude saw shh we're in a library saw dude this next week's going to be very busy for us. It sure is. Frankie and I are getting ready for those of you who don't know um, a bachelor party this weekend. So we're going to watch Frankie drink a lot of Malibu limes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. We're yeah. probably going probably to get pretty creative on that front when it comes to the weekend here. But I'm excited. Um, then when we leave the bachelor party, we have a week in Door County to just chill. So, good good Very times busy. ahead for the family.
1: Very busy. I'm excited. And there won't be a show next week. I don't know if you were saving that.
0: Yes. Breaking for news. The, for the end. Breaking news. But, we'll say it at the beginning and the end. We'll say it at the beginning and the end. Um, the show will be put on pause for one week. And it kind of makes sense because you start the show, the Stanley Cup final, boom. Then, while we're on vacation, we will be enjoying the Stanley Cup Final. And then our return show will be two days after what would be Game 7, if necessary. It, it so works out perfect. It's just, it does work out perfect. And I'm sure we'll watch some Stanley Cup Final action oh, yeah. at the house. And that'll be super-duper fun. And you know what, Frank? I think it's just the Stanley Cup Final episode. So, let's, let's get right into fire. it. Let's get to the nitty gritty of Stanley Cup final talk, starting with period number one. Ray Leo says, Hey Vinny, what's up? Ray Leo, how you doing? Big Devils fan. You know Ray? I do know Ray. Ray is a great guest slash friend of the Let's Go Devils Podcast Network. So together. Trying to look at
1: his profile picture. Got a Hawks jersey in there? Is that a Devil's jersey?
0: That's a Devil's jersey, dude. It's green. It's all right. That's green.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I zoomed in.
0: (laughs) And now you see not a Hawks jersey. Well, it's so small. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wish we were talking about the Devils right here. It it felt like a year that was a stepping stone to us talking about the Devils in this particular type of episode. But we're not this year. We're on the Eastern Conference champion for the first time in over two decades. The Florida Panthers have reached the Stanley Cup final. They reached it by incredible feat after incredible feat. Frank, yep. um, not a lot of people expected a team like this to beat there, be there. But before we get into the nitty and gritty of the hockey. I'm, I'm excited to see the Florida Panthers, an up-and-coming NHL team, in the Stanley Cup Final. It's fun to have those types of stories when your favorite team isn't involved.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've, they've had to go through a lot to get to this point. You know, they beat the Boston Bruins, who was first place in the league with 135 points. They beat Toronto then, who's fourth place in the league with 111 points. They beat the Hurricanes, who are second best in the league with 113 points but now could they beat the fifth best team in the league the Vegas Golden Knights who finished with 111 points i wonder if that would be the first time a team has beaten has won the cup by beating four teams with more than 100
0: points nah <laughs> i wonder it's got to be trying to think who did got colorado be. play in the first round last year i'm going to go
1: out and say that it was the first time because think about, like, back in the day, and even, like, back in our early days of watching hockey, not as many teams had 100 points in the standing, let alone, like, an eight yeah, seed or the lowest seed having to play each of them and beating them. Like, when the Kings won as the 8th seed in 2012, was it? Or was that 14? I always forget what year they were the eight seed. 12. Was it 14 or 12? 12. Did, 12. I'm sure all four teams they beat that didn't have 100 points.
0: Well, the Devils did um who did they play uh frank they might have because remember they had to go through i think anytime a low seed is that that would be the case because you have to beat the three best teams to get to the final if you're the eight seed and you
1: got to win the. i think
0: they went through the three seed the two seed all right
1: let's see is there a way to figure that i think
0: yeah we could figure it out i'll look up the 2012
1: stanley cup Uh,
0: all right, hold on. 2012 Kings. Let's I got see. it
1: here. I. Think. They had
0: 95 points. Who? The Kings. The Kings. Yeah. Right, so, so, and if
1: they were the eighth seed. The Kings beat the Canucks in the first round. Did the Canucks have 100 points? Yes. They did. You're they sure? had
0: 111 points.
1: Okay.
0: Yes, they were the, the Presidents Trophy winners.
1: Okay. Um, and then
0: in round two, they beat the St. Louis blues.
1: And did they have a. The blues. Yeah. Did the blues have a hundred points? I can't really find it.
0: Yes. Had, they had a hundred and nine.
1: Okay. And then after that.
0: The third place Phoenix coyotes. Who had 97 points.
1: Aha! Uh-huh. See, there it is.
0: aha it's tough. Aha! Uh-huh. What about Co- Colorado last year, though? I'm trying I'm, to think. Colorado I'm say last. Nobody's year. ever done it.
1: I'm gonna say, it. think about it. Colorado. So Colorado, who'd they open up against? So they didn't. That's open interesting. Against somebody who had a hundred. They were the. They were no. They. I don't think they played anybody. They'd play what? Wild card, the first wild card, or the second wild card last year.
0: Uh, it would have been second. There's no way the second wild card um, at 100. I think and of who was it? Nashville. Nashville. I'm um, I'm I'm gonna check to Colorado really quick because that's the only one that comes to mind. Um, when it happens, Alexander wants to know. Um, and we lost Vinny.
1: Alexander wants to know blank. Hi guys, what's your prediction? Um, you're going to have to wait to the end of the show for that. not going to spoil it now. That ruins the fun.
0: You all right there? You want to laugh your arse off? Let's hear it. I typed in 2022 Colorado Avalanche. In, in your browser? In the search bar of this show.
1: It's funny because you're like,
0: Alexander wants to know. Alexander wants to know our predictions. That's what and, you
1: did, and you were gone.
0: And we're not giving them until the end of the show, my friend.
1: Well, when you were gone, I told them.
0: Yeah. Um. Gotta stay till the end, till the well, very I hope end. You at
1: least got an answer. After I did.
0: The Nashville had ninety-seven points. See,
1: I don't think it's happened. It might know. have
0: not. It might have not. The fact that the Kings, when they were the eighth seed, that didn't happen. Because I would have liked the Coyotes. The Coyotes were the three seed in the conference, but they were it was that weird division gets the top three spots type of deal back then. Mm -hmm. So that's probably that makes sense why they wouldn't have had 100 points. So, yeah, I guess. Wow. Well, Shout out to the Coyotes run that year, too, then Mm -hmm. if they had 97 points and made it all the way to the conference finals and only lost to the Kings, who ended up winning the cup.
1: I don't remember them being that good.
0: Who? The Coyotes that year. I don't I mean, I know they were good.
1: They made the playoffs for a, a pretty decent stretch of time. But I don't remember them ever being that good. Where they made it to the yeah. finals? Did they? Yeah,
0: yeah, and they lost to the well. Frank, they lost to the that that Coyotes team beat the Hawks in the first round in twenty twelve. Yeah, but I didn't think they had that many points. I didn't think they were that good. No, they they were the the game seven was in game seven of that series was or was it game six? Uh, did the Hawks, the Hawks? lose in six?
1: No, it was six.
0: Yeah. The Coyotes were Coyotes were damn good that year. They were better than the Hawks in the standings, I think.
1: Yeah, they were. Yeah. But I didn't realize they had almost 100 points.
0: Yeah, and then they go through frickin' the second round, win. That's crazy. And then they lost to the Kings in the third round. It's not, that is crazy. That's well, why I like hockey. Absolutely. But these but. Florida Panthers, man... They were the underdog in each of their three first series, the Boston Bruins, Toronto Maple Leafs, and Carolina Hurricanes. Which of those series wins for Florida impresses you the most?
1: Well, I guess it's the Boston Bruins because I didn't think they are going to get through the Boston Bruins. But I'm really surprised they got through the Hurricanes as well, especially being in the conference finals when the stakes are even higher. I thought maybe this was going to be a letdown for the Florida Panthers. They proved me wrong. But really, all of them are impressive. (laughs) I mean... To do it to all three of those teams. And maybe I give the edge to them beating Carolina is like my biggest shock because they swept them. They took the Bruins to seven, but they swept the Hurricanes, which just really stunned me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Boston, Toronto, Carolina, probably three of the four best teams in the Eastern Conference in the regular season. Uh, I would put the Devils as the other fourth team. But Carolina beat the Devils, who Florida swept. So... I just think all of them are so impressive. You're right. I'm actually the most impressed with Toronto, and I will tell you why. Toronto's the choke artist of all time. I get that. Like uh, they finally win a playoff series that they didn't even really play all that well in Tampa. I played them for a majority of the series, but the Leafs got four OT or three OT wins on the road. Kind of lucky. But I thought Toronto would rejoice in the fact that they kind of knew they needed to get lucky to win a round. Yeah. Right. Because like of the demons. And then once they get to the second round, they could, like, start playing hockey again and believe in themselves. And that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. I thought Toronto was going to roll to the cup once they beat the Bruins. I did. And then Florida shocked them. And I, I honestly think that is because Florida could have been on such a high from beating the Bruins. And the Leafs could finally just play playoff hockey without worrying about the Demons. And I thought that was a matchup nightmare for the Florida Panthers. And that happens after a big win. I know.
1: Oh, yeah. It like deflates you. Like you get over, your head gets too big and you think you're untouchable. And then after a big win, you usually find yourself losing. You see
0: it all the time in sports. It kind of happened to the Devils. Yeah. They had a big game seven emotional win over the Rangers. And then, you know, the Hurricanes, who have been battle tested and been to the playoffs before, they were ready for them. Um, next year, I think if the devils have a big series win, it'll be all business in the following round and things will like they learned from that experience and the Leafs might learn from that experience. But I I think what Florida did to Toronto, if you told me that Florida would go up three, nothing against the Leafs lose game five and then win or lose game four and then win game five and Matthew Kachuk leaves the series with zero goals. Mm -hmm. I would have thought you were nuts. I literally would have questioned if you've watched hockey at all, ever. And Kachuk made plays. He's yeah. an agitator. He makes sick passes. He's a net front a-hole. But, like, man, I just I thought that Toronto series was awesome for think, the Panthers. I think
1: they're, the letdown that you might have thought that was coming for Florida was countered by Toronto celebrating a playoff win for the first time in forever. Yep, are playing a series win in the first time forever. So that kind of like counteracted what you thought was going to happen.
0: And then you find yourselves in the conference finals in your Florida and you're like, wow, we can do this. We were the president's trophy winners last year and we traded a hundred point player for a better hundred point player.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now they're in the Stanley Cup final. The Hurricanes haven't won a conference final game since 2008. I did some research based on our conversation from last show. They got swept in 2009. They got swept in 2019. And they got swept in 2023. (laughs)
1: That's unbelievable. They
0: did not make the conference finals in any of the years in between, which I thought that they did two years ago in 20. But then again, it was those weird divisions. Uh So, no. And then 19 was the last real year before that. And you saw what happened. They didn't make it far in the – I think the Bruins beat them in the bubble. Yeah, the Bruins beat them in the bubble. Um, But, yeah, that's where we stand with the series that they've done. Um, And Florida, now they're in the Stanley Cup final thinking the same thing. Yep. Yeah, we can. We're going to be the underdogs again. You know, we – no one's going to think we can win. I'm not – I have my pick for later in the show, but I think both of these teams can win. No, oh, yeah. it is not like we're at the point where like, go ahead, disrespect Florida fourth straight time. Like, see if that see if it works out for you this time. <laughs> and if you and if like you happen to be right this time, it's like, wow, you got right. Finally, two months into this thing and we got down to two teams before your a-hole was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you, nobody's going to brag if they pick Vegas and they win about like knowing Florida because like mm-hmm. you didn't even think they'd be here. You picked it. Ag- I right. picked against them in all three series. You or no I think I did. I pick
1: not I didn't I, pick against them in all three series. I had them beating Toronto.
0: No, I, yeah, I picked against them in all three yeah. series. But now I'm in the Stanley Cup final. I'm putting an asterisk on whatever pick I make in the later stages of this show because I honestly it could change. The game 1 winner might be my like new pick, which is the crazy thing about it. But um, we should
1: see.
0: Yeah. So Sergey Bobrovsky, the goaltender Ooh. for the Florida Panthers, to say he's been impressive would be an understatement.
1: Yeah, I so I did some research in the playoffs this year. He's 11 and 2, 221 goals against and a 935 save percentage, which is just outstanding, right? In the regular season, his stats, you know, weren't that good. He was 24-20-3 with a 307 goals against and a 901 save percentage during the regular season. But now he's helped propel his team into the Stanley Cup final. And not only that, but he's, and we've mentioned this plenty of times on the show before, he's won the Vezina twice, once in 2013, once in 2017. Uh, and from those years, the stats that he has right now during the playoffs were better than any of the Vezina years that he had in terms of goals against, save percentage, all that. Now the sample size, of course, is a lot smaller. But it's still impressive to see he's putting up better than his Vesna type numbers at this stage of the game. That is how great Bobrovsky's playing at the moment. That's what stunned me.
0: Smaller sample size, tougher
1: games, though. Tougher games? Yeah. But not only that, it's just it's shocking that even his best years as a goaltender, he wasn't playing as great as he is right now.
0: Which is incredible to think about. <laughs> I, I think... If Babrowski adds a Stanley Cup and possibly a Conn Smythe trophy, I could see him getting into the Hall of Fame. I know that's like yeah. pe- people are going to start. But Frank, Olympic, silver, a Stanley Cup, a Conn Smythe, two Vezina trophies, that's – I mean, Henrik Lundqvist is going to the Hall of Fame. He's yeah, got one Vesna He wasn't one as consistent Vezina.
1: as Bobrovsky, though, throughout his career.
0: You, you're you saying – no, I agree. I agree. But there have been years where Bobrovsky has been, like, borderline bad. Not I don't know about bad, but, yeah, like – I
1: think that's what hurts him going
0: into the of Fame. you know? I know. I, well, do you know because, his career career statistics offhand? Or no, I can I, look it up really quick. can look it up
1: while I talk because I just want to say that yeah, Bobrovsky's a great goaltender, but you know some of these Hall of Fame goaltenders don't really have that many off years. And with the inconsistency that we've seen from Bobrovsky in the past, I mean, you've even said how goaltenders can get hot and win a Stanley Cup. Does that make you a Hall of Famer? No. I mean, Binnington won the Stanley Cup. If he won the Vezina two more times and won the Cup, I wouldn't give them. I wouldn't um, put him in the Hall of Fame
0: but he's not going to win the Vezina trophy yeah, too more. But you don't that. know.
1: I mean it's weird. I mean think uh, about it. Bob won his first one 10 years ago and look how he's playing now. You don't know what could happen down the I
0: line. I know, I know, but he's like okay, he's got he's got top 5 Hart trophy, top 10 Calder trophy. There are in addition to the two Vezina wins, he's got three other top 10 nominations. He's been an all-star. His career save percentage is 9.15. And his career goals against average is 261. That's, that's good. Awesome. Bro. I know, but you just can't hand out everybody to the Hall of Fame. I put nobody in. I'm not saying you. I'm just
1: saying anybody in general. Like I, to, me, to me, that's not deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. It's like, not.
0: But I think a Stanley Cup championship and a Con Smythe trophy with two Vezina trophies. Those are four different things that Lundquist hasn't done that. Marty Brodeur didn't win a Con Smythe trophy. But he has a gold medal, too, I think. And three cups opposed to one. But I don't know. I, oh, I, no, I, I, I don't know. I think Bob Rossby right has. Now.
1: My opinion could change.
0: Yeah, I think Bob has an outside chance at the Hall. I do. We'll I mean, see how this series. Right now, no. If they get killed by Vegas. Like. Just, I
1: just like there, there are lot Anybody in the Hall of Fame. Me either, me either, but like... To me, like Bobrovsky, I hate to say this because I don't mean this in a bad way, but he's not really deserving of it.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think I'll disagree with you if they win the cup and he gets the con Smythe trophy. I will help. Because, because help. I, I wonder where his... I'm using Lundquist as an example because he doesn't have a cup and he played I mean, around the same time.
1: Who are other goaltenders who have won one Stanley Cup and a Con Smythe who probably aren't going to go to the Hall of Fame? Let's think I about can't. it.
0: I think Jonathan Quick is going to be a Hall of Famer. I do, too. I think Tuka Rask has an outside chance. He didn't win the Smythe Trophy, though. He didn't even play in his Stanley Cup that he's got credit for. I'm going to list, been up, a, list the goaltenders that won this Smythe. I honestly... Vasilevsky's a lock. Vasilevsky's Mount Rushmore. Um, Gene Sebastian Zagir won the Smythe Trophy, but he didn't win the Stanley Cup that year. Um... Let's see. I don't think the list is very long. For what? Oh, the goalies who have won the Conn Smythe Trophy.
1: Let's see.
0: A lot of the times, just goes to guys who like lead the playoffs in scoring or lead the Stanley Cup champion in scoring.
1: And then Jonathan Quick. Mm Mm-hmm. Tim Thomas.
0: Not a Hall of Famer.
1: Right, and he won the when the Bruins won the Cup in 2011. He won the Conn Smythe. Not a hall of famer, but
0: Tim Thomas wasn't a consistent top goalie for ten years. That's true. Cam
1: Ward Which, with the Carolina Hurricanes.
0: Okay, Cam Ward, his numbers are bad. But
1: Bobrovsky's numbers are not hall of fame numbers because of the down years that he's had.
0: I would say they kind of are. Nine fifteen save percentage career. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking up. I'm looking up Lundquist numbers. Because I like shitting on Lundqvist, um, Henrik Lundqvist. His save percentage is nine eighteen, and his goals against is two forty three. He's got one Vezina, two time off. Good goals against, though. That's a very good goals against. But listen, make no mistake about it. Henrik Lundqvist better goalie than Sergei Bobrovsky, not close. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm j- I'm just using like statistics and achievements right. for this discussion. What about Carey Price? Carey Price is 100%, but he doesn't have the longevity of Bobrovsky or the cup or possibly the con Smythe. Like, all these things that could go Bob's way this year, I think there's an outside chance.
1: I'll, I'll give you that. There's an outside chance, but he needs a lot of help. He'll yeah. need more than a con Smythe and a Stanley Cup, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, he'll probably need a, another deep playoff run would help. Because, like, if next year he's a bust – I mean, the inconsistencies are hurting him. How about this, though? And this might go in voters' minds. The two greatest upsets in NHL history in the playoffs. Sergei Bobrovsky, mic drop.
1: Yeah, they, I don't know they, how
0: the voters vote. They. Does that matter to you? No, not really. I don't carry much weight with it. I'm just trying no. to think of like how other people might think. I for want like, it on record. I'm Team Bob making the Hall of Fame. For the
1: Smythe. It carries weight for me, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But for, like, a Hall of Fame
0: standpoint, it doesn't really. No, I get that. Beating the Bruins this year and the Lightning in 19, though.
1: If, you, if, like, there were Hall of Fames by year, he would be the Hall of Famer for 2023.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. But I don't know. I, I, I have that tweet in my drafts. And I'm going to fire it off and ruffle some feathers, I think, here soon. Um, because yeah. I, I'm becoming a Bob Hall of Fame believer. And I don't think losing this series to Vegas would do him any favors. How old is he? Bob's got to be, what, 33? I'll say he's 35. Obrovsky is 34, right in the middle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course he is.
0: He shares a birthday with your sister.
1: So in (laughs) about 10 years, we'll know if you're right.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Because there'll be the three-year layoff. He'll be on the ballot for damn sure.
1: Yeah, he's definitely not first ballot. (laughs) No No way. No, I don't think so either.
0: I don't think so either. Um, Don't get me wrong. I love Bobrovsky. Yeah, I get it. Listen, I'm hard on the Hall of Fame, too. Eli Manning, no, he's going to get in, but I wouldn't vote for him. We Phil Rivers, some, no.
1: We did some discussion for the MLB when last year for the Hall of Fame, and they're who, too hard. And who didn't get it that we were stunned by?
0: Like, uh, I, did they go now? For his name's off. Year? I don't so remember. Is, it's was like,
1: it Barry his it's like is Bonds. Maybe it might have been Barry Bonds.
0: Yeah, well, they hate him because of steroids. Baseball writers are
1: <laughs>
0: okay. So the I, <laughs> I actually, actually
1: my different ball game.
0: My favorite Hall of Fame is um, hockey. And it's not because hockey is my favorite sport. I think basketball lets everybody in. Like Blake Griffin and um, Draymond Green are going to be Hall of Famers. I don't think they deserve it. They oh, were really yeah. good players. But they're going to be Hall of Famers. That I'm not debating with you. They are going to be Hall of Famers. You mark my words. No,
1: I agree with you.
0: But in baseball, they're too – so they're too lenient in the NBA. They're not lenient enough in baseball. Most years they send nobody. They're too
1: strict in baseball.
0: And then football narratives feed into it too much. Like they they they're probably closer to the NHL. They're probably the second best. But Devin Hester's not going to the Hall of Fame. Why? He's the greatest kick returner who ever lived. If you're the greatest at something of all time, you should be in the Hall of Fame to help tell the league's story. Right, right. Like, just because he was a shitty wide receiver or a shitty cornerback, well, that's not what makes him a Hall of Famer. It's the fact I that he's the you. greatest kick returner ever. So I think narratives and old-school ways of thinking hurt the NFL's Hall of Fame. But I, I'm not in hockey. I think, like, is Jeremy Roenick a Hall of Famer? Uh, I don't know. 500 goals? Is that an automatic lock for the Hall? No. I don't think it is. Patrick Elias, he's got 1,200 points. He was a great defensive winger. I'm I'm leaning no. He, he's he's get he gets close every year. I hope I hope he gets in just by virtue of being the Devils all-time leading scorer and maybe leading a franchise that's old you know is something but I don't know. It should be hard. I think bobs on the way though for me. Frank. What skater needs to play big in the Stanley Cup final for the Florida Panthers? I got two. Way on me. One's chalk,
1: one's not chalk.
0: Well, Chalk is probably number 19. Chuck is
1: Chalk is Matthew Kachuk.
0: Chalk is Chuck. Chalk is Chuck.
1: (laughs) And the reason being is like he just can't go silent in the series because he's a big reason as to why they were able to defeat the Hurricanes and why they're here in the first place. Because if it wasn't for him, like if he goes silent, then I get a little bit worried. And we're gonna touch on some other stats later on about their depth and all that, which is a little scary to me. But if he goes silent things are going to go bad so he needs to he needs to play big in this moment the other one though is Sam Reinhardt who's been an exceptional third line winger he's tied for the fourth best on the team with for points with seven goals and four assists and during last season's playoffs when the Florida Panthers were statistically better on paper he only had four points in the playoffs through 10 games He's got 11 through 16. He is playing exceptional this year. He's going to be a big reason that uh, the Florida uh, the Florida Panthers could really, you know, take this series into their own hands if he plays well. Um, And getting production like that from your bottom six is huge, especially when points are at a premium at this stage of the game. So if Sam Reinhart could play big, he's going to need to play big if the Florida Panthers are going to upset the Vegas Golden Knights.
0: Absolutely. There, we're gonna have a guest on our show in a couple weeks. I've been talking to him through Twitter. His name is Byron Bader. He is like a creator of hockey. Pro, he's creator of hockey prospecting, and he's a draft consultant. His work has been used for Sportsnet, TSN, The Athletic. It's going to be used for the Barroom Network very soon. Um, he has this like metric that decides whether or not a player is a star. And the star is like you have a certain number of points per a certain number of ice per a certain number of games. We're going to talk to him about it. What makes you a star? Sam Reinhardt is considered a star on his model. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, well, there you, you know, go. And, and it's not generous. It's not generous. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not one of those. It's like every team, the Stanley Cup contenders, all have about five stars on their team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like the bad teams have two or one. And I think the Hawk stars this year were Jones and Kane, maybe. I don't remember. And Bedard, it's not generous to players who haven't played yet, even if they're hyped up like Bedard or Fantilli or Hughes or, you know, guys like that. Um, Reinhardt was considered a star, so I actually really like that pick for you. And if you think about it, if Reinhardt's considered a star, that means Kachuk, but not Bobrovsky in the regular season. Um, Ekblad, I would assume, uh, Montour, and then the guy who I'm going to say is my X factor in the series, Alexander Barkov. Um, I tweeted this a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you saw, I did tag you in it. Um, you remember when we were sitting in John's backyard and I told you that I would take Alexander Barkov fifth overall, if we were to redraft the NHL. Based on future and potential, you're redrafting the league from the start. Uh I no longer say five, but 10 easily. He is one of the best two way forwards I have ever laid my eyes on. And I think he is just as much of a reason that they're in this stage of the game as Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk is more flashy. He's a little bit more of a D hole. He scores (laughs) big goals, which I think probably is what edges him over Barkov. There are a lot of people that think Barkov is more important than Kachuk. I think mm-hmm. Kachuk's ability to score in overtime is what gives him the slight edge over Barkov, but you need both. And you, you took Kachuk, and I expected you would, so I brought Barkov to the table.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like Barkov is the reason I'm so excited about the Devils, because I think Heesher and Hughes are the same way. The, the simple-minded folks think that Hughes is the best player on the team, and it's not close. Those of you who watch, though, know how important he sure is just as much to use. The same thing is going on in Florida with Barkov. And, man, if he has a big series shutting down Eichel and Stone and, you know, Wild Bill, all these guys who have just been menaces in the playoffs so far, I, I, that, that to me is the biggest key for the Florida Panthers in this series as the skater that needs to play big here. Um, if Wild Bill... Finds a way to slow, which we'll talk about them in a minute. But if they get shut down the stars on Florida, then I think, you know, that's a big issue. So that's why I have Barkov right there with you and Kachuk. And I like your Reinhardt pick, too. But the other guy I would put as my second, I'll mention him as an X factor here in a couple seconds. But uh, so who's your X factor? Maybe a non well-known player. They might have had a sick regular season, but a lesser known player that is an X factor for you. Sam Bennett, Sam, Sam, Sam third overall pick in twenty fifteen, something like that. He was a really high draft pick too. Yeah, I mean he he's kind of he hasn't
1: been what everybody has hoped for, but I mean, ever since coming to Florida and leaving the Flames, I mean his career's really been rejuvenated. I mean his best two years of his nine year career came with the florida panthers statistically and right now he's tied with reinhardt with the fourth most points on the team he's got four goals and seven assists i mean to me that right there i mean is a big x factor i know he's been playing better the past couple years with florida but i mean a guy like that you need a guy like him on your team
0: i agree and listen if bennett was like an eighth overall pick or whatever What's up, Mike? Hey, dude, what up, <laughs> Luigi, Mike, Luigi looking. What's up, Travis? What up, Trav? Um, I think, M- okay, so you brought up Bennett, and I was saying eighth overall pick. Sorry, the picture of Luigi threw me off my game. Right. Um, Sometimes in the first round, you just got to hope to get like good players. You're not always going to get a superstar. Right. Like the Devils took McLeod 11th overall. He scored the biggest goal in game seven, and he was a menace in the face off circle and played good defensive game. Uh, He didn't live up to being an 11th overall pick. Is he an NHL player or not? (laughs) What do you think you get in the draft? You think you get Sidney Crosby in every draft? No. If your guy that you draft in the first round becomes a solid NHL player, you're in business because most likely they're going to be a bust and be nothing. So if you get Sam Bennett eighth overall, you're counting your blessings you know, you got to be at the tippy top of the draft to get the Fantilles and the, you know, the Bedards or the Hughes or the Heeshers or the Canes. Every now and then you get Pasternak at 22nd or you get Henrik Zetterberg in the sixth round. Like every now and then you, something like that awesome happens. Jesper Bratt in the sixth round. But if you get a Sam Bennett, count your blessings because it tends to even out after a while. Um, and that that's why I'm like... I'm so impressed with like bottom six players. Cause most of them, they were the best player at, on their junior team. Mm-hmm. And I think Sam Bennett is an incredible example of that. I'm happy you brought him up as your X factor for me. I'm going to go with a guy. I don't know if you would consider him like a star on the team. I don't. I, he had a huge year, but he's a very good, like middle six forward Carter Verhage. Oh, he had Verhage. 40 goals. He had 40 goals, which are like star numbers in terms of goals scored. But I see Verhage as just that a goal score. He's, mm-hmm. You know, he's not Barkov or Kachuk who's making every single player on the ice better around him, but what he does have the ability to do is take advantage of opportunity. And Verhage, big goal, uh, the OTGWG, the the, the SWG against the Bruins, the series-winning goal in overtime, just a monster when he, you know, is ripping pucks, and I think he has a chance to be an X-factor for the Florida Panthers because, man. His shot is outstanding. He's got a clutch ability. If he's playing with Kachuk or Barkov or you know Reinhardt, um, one of these other guys who can make awesome passes on a regular basis, um, Verhage is all that in the bag of chips as the I X factor. Verhage. I love yeah. Verhage. Verhage outstanding.
1: I would get a jersey for Verhegi That's how much I like him.
0: I believe that. You know, I was thinking about getting a winner, a, whoever wins a jersey from their favorite team, from a player that we of a player that we're going to name as our favorite. Um, okay. cause I, I, that's fine I, I have a clear number one on each team and, or I it's tied on one of the two teams, but I'll say whoever has the higher con Smythe finish, um, that's who I would get. Or whoever wins the con Smythe get that Jersey. Ooh, I don't know. I want one of these two jerseys though. Um, cause this goalie t- Jersey. Uh, I, I don't own a goalie Jersey. Oh no, I own two. I'm stupid. I have wah. With the avalanche. Oh, yeah, yes, well, I remember you one. And I, I have a brodeur. When we were watching Vegas one time, I brought up Nicholas Wah. He was on the TV. <laughs> and Katie goes, That is not how you say his name. I was like, That's the French. <laughs> yeah. Wah. R O Y. Wah. He goes, Who's Nick Roy? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's his name is Roy? Oh, there's a Roy though. G did it too with Roy, so. No, but there is oh. oh, I know. <laughs> if, well, I I I would have thought it was Roy too. But Who's the guy on the Kings? Buddy fucking Robinson. I hate that guy. I also love him. Tom says, "Is it Buddy fucking Robinson?" No, there's a guy on the Kings whose <laughs> last name is R O Y, and he pronounces yeah. it Roy. Yeah,
1: I know who. I, I can picture him.
0: Yeah, there's Wah is on Vegas. Roy is on, um, the Kings, and Patrick Wah is the coach of the Quebec Remparts, who are in the Memorial Cup right now, and he's going to return to the NHL next season. You mark my words, his return to the NHL is imminent. Um, it's Patrick Wah. Scene. I believe that I do believe that <laughs> Patrick wall will be an NHL coach before you turn you're 25 about to be 26. Or are you 24 about to be 25 about to be 25? You're about to be 25. Patrick wall will be back in the league before your 26th birthday. You can book it. Okay. Book it. Um, but yeah, Verhage my X factor. Frank. Okay. I- I don't have this written down, but Tom made me think of it. Without Buddy fucking Robinson, this Florida Panthers team wouldn't even be here. I know we've talked about it ever se- all season long. And Pittsburgh would have got shit on by Boston. And Boston would have shit on Toronto. And whoever won that series would shit on Carolina. I don't know. I just, wow. <laughs> Unbelievable, this guy Buddy Robinson. Buddy Robinson. Buddy Robinson. If I were a Florida Panthers fan, I would get a Buddy Robinson Blackhawks jersey. Absol- <laughs> like, I, hope, I hope there's a Buddy Robinson out there ready to save the Devils one year or something. That's possible. You know, there's a year where, like, Hughes gets hurt in January and he misses a couple months, so the Devils have to squeak into the playoffs. They need a little bit of help at the end. That'll happen. Didn't because- that
1: happen with the Kings when they won the Cup as an 8th seed? I think that the control was out of their hands. The and Hawks. They needed- Needed to win. Oh,
0: I think the they Hawks needed to help everybody. <laughs> the Hawks needed to beat Dallas. I'm almost positive. Well, I could be go. wrong. Whoever scored the game winning goal, uh, once again, I could be or no, you know what? It might have been it might have been the Wild. I just remember I had a connection to the team that got LA in. It was either the Wild or the Hawks beating the Stars. Almost positive. It wasn't the Devils. No, it wasn't the Devils. The Devils. They were they were locked into the playoffs that year. They were, I think they were the sixth seed, but it was like a very comfortable sixth seed.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, hundred points just the East was better that year, so they had a bu- hundred points wasn't guaranteeing you near the top. Um, Frank, what trades or moves allowed the Florida Panthers to get where we are right now?
1: Wow. Well, first of all. If you don't trade Huberto for Kachuk, you're not here in this position. I they agree. almost missed the playoffs with Kachuk. But not only that, fire Andrew Burnett, hire Paul Maurice. And Burnett, who won the President's Trophy last year, but he still needed change. There was clear that it was needed to happen. But Paul Maurice is a guy with a lot of experience. Despite his playoff woes in the past, this might be the most talented bunch that Paul Maurice has ever gotten to coach. So I think that was a big uh, move. They also signed Mark Staldo a one-year deal. They signed Nick Cousins to a two-year deal. They signed Josh Mahura during the season. And, I mean, all these guys I just named have made an impact. So they made a lot of moves. They were the right moves. There were a lot of questionable moves from the city of Florida. I'm sure, I mean, if you're trading Huberto, you're probably a little concerned. If you're firing your president trophy-winning coach, you're probably a little concerned. But, yeah, I mean, the right moves were done. And look what happened to him now.
0: The Florida Panthers are proof that patience is a virtue. If something's not going right for you right away, don't give up. Yeah, It's not always going to be peaches and cream. They took Ekblad with the first overall pick in the 2014 NHL draft. Ekblad didn't live up to his – yeah, he did. He's a number one defenseman. He Well, he's two on this team because Montour is so sweet. hmm But, like, he's a number one. If the Devils got him right now, he would play on their top pair next year with Hamilton, and they would bump Hughes down to the second pair with Siegenthaler or something. I guarantee it. He is that good. Mm -hmm. Um, Barkov, third overall pick. They took him over Seth Jones, who was supposed to be the number one pick. They followed the trend of Seth Jones slipping to the Panthers at four. It was McKinnon or Jones. One of them was going one. I think I have that, right? I'm pretty sure that's Barkov's draft. And Florida did what they do, and they developed them. It took a long time. Barkov did it. You know, you're seeing it with Heischer. These two, you saw it with Taves, Bergeron. They don't hit the ground running offensively in the league, but it's harder to teach defense than it is offense. If you're skilled, you're skilled. The offense will come. That happened with Barkov. They locked out and had Huberto. Okay, he's a sick player, but we have an opportunity to get Kachuk, the sixth overall pick from Calgary. Okay, well, yeah, let's make that trade. It's risky. It's probably the biggest blockbuster trade in the NHL since what? I can't even think of a trade on that magnitude. Yeah. Taylor Hall for Adam Larson was big. Suban for Weber was big. But, like, two 110-point players were it's traded crazy. for each other. And I, I can't think of anything on that level. Okay, you were bold enough to do that. You were bold enough to pay Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky yep. wouldn't have gotten 10 mil with any other team. And people have been shitting on the Panthers basically since, and they don't care. And guess what? If Bobrovsky not the best goalie on the team right now, they have the stones to play somebody else. Let's let Alex Lyon finish the season. He's the hot hand right now. Oh, we're going to draft a kid, Spencer Knight, in the first round. He's got some off the field issues right now that he's dealing with. We pray he comes back because he's an immensely talented player. But the, just the development and the patience that this team has displayed You know, they could have overreacted to getting swept by Tampa. The Rangers are about to overreact to a game seven loss of the Devils. The Leafs are about to overreact to a five game series to the Hurricanes. Panthers didn't overreact. They said, What can we do to improve? And, you know, they didn't trade anyone big unless they were getting Kachuk back. Yeah. They didn't let anybody else go. And you fill in the holes with players like Sam Bennett, you know, small, nice trade they made. Oh, the balls it took to trade. Um, Devin Levi to get Reinhardt. I mean, Devin Levi has been a sick goalie prospect for years. And now we're seeing how actually awesome he is with Buffalo to end the season. He almost helped get them in the playoffs. And you got Reinhardt for that guy. Okay, he's been sick. You know, when Quinville had to get fired, that was a tough blow. But they replaced him with Brunette, who was outstanding. Mm -hmm. And then, for whatever reason, they didn't keep Brunette. You know, I don't know if that was a him thing. He comes to the Devils to be their assistant GM. He's now the head coach of the Nashville Predators, which we could just kind of flow that in the conversation because we sure. don't have it. The whole show is a Stanley Cup show, so we don't have like a newsy segment today. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brunette, he's going to be the head coach of the Predators now, but they have Paul Maurice, who had was amazing with all those Jets teams. And if I'm Jeremy Colleton right now, I'm looking at Paul Maurice – And I'm trying to do everything he's done in his career. I'm trying to mirror it because Paul Maurice was in the exact same scenario that Colleton was in early job, young, stunk. Everyone hated him, blah, blah, blah. By the time he gets to the Jets, he's sick. Like, I think Colleton is going to be a good coach in the NHL one day. I will die on that until I'm proven wrong. Um, He's Paul Maurice Jr. And, you know, he's a nice guy. I hated the way he ran the PowerPoint, though, and then he talked to the media like they were a bunch of dimwits for suggesting that they probably should change it up. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? All those trades and moves allowed Florida to get mm-hmm. right where they are right now. So smart draft picks, Absolutely. good development, good trades. I also, they're, they're kind of, I'm pretty sure they're up in the upper echelon of the NHL in terms of advanced data. And I'm sure that helps them, too. I know Dale Talon had a lot to do with this roster that is currently going on there. So we'll see how they do. But I actually did write it down. They must love the Blackhawks.
1: Yeah, I mean, isn't it crazy how one little point in time could change history so drastically? It's yeah. like it's like everything happens for a reason. Like The Blackhawks were supposed to win that day in order to get the Panthers into the playoffs, now into the Stanley Cup final. And if the Hawks were to lose that day there's a good chance that the Blackhawks don't even win the draft lottery. So it's like everything kind of meshed together here. Everything came yeah. full circle
0: and Pittsburgh missed, which ended now Sidney Crosby has two missed playoff appearances in his life, his rookie year and last year. Um, and then I am pretty sure Montreal forfeits a first round pick or not forfeits delays a first round pick and a generational draft because Pittsburgh missed the playoffs. It was a, it was a lottery protected pick for Pittsburgh lottery, meaning you're participating in the lottery. Right. Um, that's, that's the way it goes, man. Buddy fucking (laughs) Robinson. Um, really quick before we get to the three favorites, um, Tom says Colton would need the right fit to succeed. It was the wrong place at the wrong time. Of course. And Jeremy Colton was hired by Stan Bowman, who, if Stan Bowman ever gave my show an endorsement, I would try to completely change it and do it completely different going forward, because I don't want him to think anything I'm doing is good, because he's so bad at evaluating things. Um, man, what a letdown that whole thing was. I wrote an article today about how Stan Bowman left the Blackhawks with one last problem right before he left the Seth Jones contract. It's going to be tough to rebuild with a $9 million 33-year-old on the team. That is going to be tough. They, they should be trying to move him right now. Um, I don't think anybody would take him, though. And then Ray Leo says, why the long layoff since Vegas won to start the finals? It was going to start tonight if Vegas won in four or five. But because it got to game six, they pushed it back to Saturday. Because when it's the Stanley Cup final, you have to get dates set in stone quickly. So it was either then, this day, or if they didn't get it done that day, Vegas, they would have just assumed it was going seven and have it start Saturday because I believe game seven would have been today, correct, or tomorrow? Today.
1: I'm pretty sure today.
0: It would have been today. But game one would have been today had Vegas either swept or won in five. Uh, I like the nice little layover. I feel less stressed today. A little break. Yeah, I have time Uh, to relax. It's been a long nine months doing this show and writing. And, you know, I'm going to be a one sport athlete in two weeks Mm -hmm. as far as work. But then football start right back up after about a month. I mean, I'm going to enjoy my little break there, but I'm excited for the Stanley Cup final. I really am. Frank, who are your three favorite players on the Florida Panthers? Not best players, not anything other than when Frankie Mueller watches them play. He gets extra enjoyment.
1: Well, it's just – I have no reason for, like, my favorite players. It's just – I. Does
0: anybody? I just
1: pick them. Like, I just like them. I like the way they play. I like – They reach
0: – they're your style. They reach yeah, out to you. Know. It's like your favorite song. There's no really reason why you like the type of music you do. It's just the way yeah, your brain so reacts to certain things.
1: My three are Carter Verhage, Okay. Eric Stahl, and Sergey Bobrovsky. But I don't know. I can't sit here and tell you why I like them. I just – I like the way they play, I guess. And I like the way – I like their personalities on the ice. And I don't don't know. You know, it's –
0: I get it, man. I get it. For me, it's Barkov is number one. Akblad is number two. And then I would put Kachuk as three. I like Matthew Kachuk. I tweeted a long time ago. I tweeted a long time ago. I wish I could go to the hockey store and buy the Devils a Kachuk. I honestly think I think if I could pick a player to put on the Devils right now it would be him, not McDavid, <laughs> not Matthews. They have Hughes and He sure. They don't need they need a Kachuk. If they can add a Kachuk, I think it would be game over for the league. Where if they added McDavid, you're pushing one of Nico or Hughes to three C or making Hughes a wing, which then he's less effective. I don't know. I Matthew Kachuk. That's who I would add to the Devils right That's now. Not, I wouldn't draft him number one overall in a region. I'm saying for what the Devils have on their roster right now, if I could complement it with any player in the league, it would be Maddie T. Okay. That's fair. So those are my three. And then Barkov, I love two way players, the Selkie guys. Those have always been that, you know, when I have kids, you know, other parents are going to show them McDavid highlights and stuff. I'm gonna be like, no, you watch Bergeron. Yeah, okay, you're watching like you're watching Barkov highlights. You're not watching Patrick Kane highlights. You know, we'll let the other skill you're you're gonna make ten million dollars. No, I'm not gonna say that, but like you I like Bergeron. Yeah, I like Bergeron and Taves. Oh Taves in his Bergeron. prime. Taves in his prime, dude. He was Barkov, what Barkov is now. If you know and like the offensive ceiling is a little bit higher on some of these younger guys now, like he sure already has an 80-point season. It took Taves 10 years to get an 80-point season. But, like, you know, I think the offense in general is higher now. It's not a knock on Taves. If he played now in the young days, he'd be there. But I just love those Selkie type guys. Oh, I'm not even going to say that guy because might mention him next period. But that guy, too. Um, <laughs> You know, Kopitar. Ooh, I loved Kopitar in his prime. Still kind of. He's still really damn good at what he does. But. But it's like, I don't know. I just, I don't have reasons all the time for why I like players. Sometimes it's just their style of play. Like, I can describe why I like them, but that's not like, like, why do I like Barkov more than, you know, other two-way centermen in the NHL? I don't, it's just the way he plays. It's just, when I look at him, I'm like, I honestly think as of right now, if I had a kid who's five right now learning to play and we were watching some highlights of any player in the league, I might show him Barkov's. Like, you're going to defend like this. You're going to have this kind of – this is the kind of motor you need. It's not – you know, the offense will come. If you play good D, you'll be 10 times more valuable. Teams will value you more than a guy who has 20 more points than you. Like, those are the things I really look for. It's just a perfect player.
1: Think about it. Like, Taves is my favorite NHL player of all time, Mm -hmm. right? But, like, he's not the best NHL player of all time. He's boring. Like – during interviews, he's, like, no emotion, just monotone. So, like, why do I like him so much? I don't know. It's just there's something about him that I love.
0: Well, he fits my mold of player. So, like, my kids will be watching Taves highlights, too. But that's not why, like, we like him, like, right? Or maybe that's why you like him. It, it's what drew me to his game. Yeah. But there's and then just, when he I don't understand. It's yeah, weird. There's no rhyme or reason. it's like. But...
1: It's not like Taves is like a Zegris type of guy. Zegris is goofy, funny, loud. Like If you were to hang out with Taves, might be a little boring, right? You might just – I don't know.
0: Think of Crosby. Crosby's a two-way – Crosby's the best version of everything I've said about any of these players. He's not as offensively skilled as McDavid, but if McDavid changed his game a little bit to be more like Crosby, mm-hmm. they'd win the cup. Um, What's I up, don't know. Joe? What's going on, Joe? Why um, do get all
1: caps and I get lowercase?
0: Yeah, but you get the long-winded name. <laughs> That's true. I'd almost rather that. <laughs> um, I, I love Crosby too because Crosby's a selkie type guy. He never won it, but he's a selkie type guy. He's really good defensively. Austin Matthews, same thing. Two-way guy. Um, you know, oh, I know. it is what it is. Frank, there's another team in the Stanley Cup Final. The Florida Panthers were the winner of the East. Now let's check in on the winner of the West, the Vegas Golden Knights in period number two. Welcome to period two, Frank. The Vegas Golden Knights have made it to the Stanley Cup Final for the second time in their six-year franchise history and... It is also the fourth time in their six-year franchise history that they have been in the Western Conference Finals. This time, they avoid a big scare. By its clobbering time, the Dallas Stars in game number six of the Western Conference Final, they went up 3-0. And then they, they were kind of thoroughly outplayed in that third game. They dominated on the scoreboard, but Dallas kind of kicked their ass. But Jamie cross checks guy to face, gets suspended, five-minute major, another penalty later. All of a sudden, Dallas has momentum. They win game five, force game six. Now Vegas' backs could be against the wall if they lose this game, and it all of a sudden is game seven back in Vegas. While Vegas says, no, thank you. They dominate the Dallas Stars in this game, and they advance to the Stanley Cup final. What was your takeaway from the Western Conference final?
1: I got to address something really quick before we go any further. Because Joe says, it autocorrects to Vinny in all caps. Mine does too. Why is that?
0: you have both texted my name in all capital letters before multiple times. Really? Yeah. Cause like there are a couple names in my phone that auto correct to all caps too. Um, Zach is one of them for when I would tweet Zach Parisi's goals in all capital letters on Twitter. Um, Yeah. Uh, David. Oh, yep, David is all capital letters on my phone It autocorrects, too, from every time David Posternak is scored. Really? Um, uh, the word Hughes, yep, another all-cap letter name for me. So, yeah, that happens with autocorrects sometimes.
1: That's, that's interesting. But I'll,
0: now to go back to – Thank you guys for both being very excited when you text me from time to time. We just love you.
1: Now – Got a little graphic. I actually could have put up this graphic for the uh, for the let when we were talking about the Florida Panthers, kind of forgot about it. But here's the Vegas Golden Knights path of how they made it to the Stanley Cup final they beat the Winnipeg Jets, then they beat Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers, and they ended their run to the Stanley Cup by beating the Dallas Stars. Now they just got to play their game to beat the Florida Panthers. I mean, you just stick to what you know, and, you know, we'll see. (laughs) I don't want to say too much.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights are so sweet. Um, They really have come a long way. When we say trades are moves that allowed this, I'll break it down even further, but they've just been one of the model franchises in the NHL since coming in. And I think what they've done is admirable and I am happy to know that a team will be winning the Stanley Cup for the first time ever this um, season. Frank, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Dallas, which one of those was the most impressive in your brain? (sighs)
1: Dallas. It was the Dallas Mm.
0: Stars.
1: Um, Dallas was very good going into the – that round and I, you know, I kind of was a little nervous for the Vegas golden Knights, but they dominated. Then the series started to get away from them a little bit, but then they just shut it down and their depth kind of won them the series. And, you know, I, to me, Winnipeg, not impressive at all whatsoever. Probably the least impressive playoff win of the entire Stanley cup playoffs, in my opinion, because they, there were a lot of injuries that the jets had to deal with. And then, you know how I feel about the goaltending for Edmonton, so that really didn't impress me much either, but let's hear what you gotta say.
0: I am gonna pick Edmonton, but I agree with you about the goaltending and Dallas, like you know, it's probably a better overall team than Edmonton. The reason I'm impressed with the Edmonton series is they kind of shut down Dry Sidal. Right? True. And it proves to me that Vegas yeah. Vegas's depth is unholy. It's outstanding it's everything you need to take down a team like edmonton mcdavid one of them are going to have their cake and eat it. <laughs> it it was you know they were both going against the kings in the first round um. dry and mcdavid they were both so good that they both lost in the second round and were still the top two leading scorers in the playoffs even though dry fell off tremendously well dry fell off tremendously because he was trying to do too much i think he was a little hurt um, and the golden Knights shut him down. And so, yeah, the goaltending was sketch for Edmonton. Um, Skinner's still like a draft pick that they like trust and has skill. And he, he had yeah. a really good year. He was an all-star. Like that, they made him look that bad in a lot of ways, in my opinion. Um, I was stunned. They didn't go with Campbell in the last game, the Kings or the Oilers, just because of how the series had gone up to that point. And you kind of need something, mm-hmm. but the way they like, Ben didn't break with McDavid and then completely shut down Dreisaitl. Yeah. He didn't have a goal in the last four games, and he had like he the last game he scored, and he did have four total goals. So isn't that crazy? The four-goal game, the it fourth goal was his last goal that he scored in the playoffs. It is um, crazy. Yeah. So I'm going to give the slight edge to Edmonton because of how they had to beat them. They, they dumbed their game down a little bit. I think if they would have played against Edmonton the way they played against Dallas, they wouldn't have won. If they were outshot two to one in one of the games, they would not have won that game for nothing. You know, you let the Oilers get cleaned that cleaned up. Yeah. And it just, it's one of those things. I, I kind of think they'll probably have to match the game they played against Dallas more than Edmonton mm-hmm. against Florida. But I just think it was an, they adjusted the most for the Edmonton series to get it done against that particular opponent. And I was impressed with Bruce Cassidy in that series because of that reason. Brucey. Brucey. I didn't write this down. No, we'll get, I'll ask you that later. Aiden Hill, the goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, He's not. He's not Sergey Bobrovsky, right? Like in his career, even.
1: No, yeah. Um, He
0: was with the Arizona Coyotes, I think, last year and had a really good time. Um, He's with the biggest Golden Knights this year. They had a a group of goalies, you know, contribute to the effort this year. I would say Logan Thompson was probably their number one for most of the season, but they got contributions from a lot of different people. And Brossois, Laurent Brossois, was the number one to start the playoffs. He gets hurt. He's a big reason they beat Winnipeg. I know they probably would have beat Winnipeg with me playing goalie, but – you know, Brassois was a good goaltender. The Jets had a push there. They had a couple pushes, a couple overtime games, and Brassois answered the door. But um, Aiden Hill's been outstanding ever since he entered in. I think he has entered, you know, the playoff MVP conversation. But, you know, a, a shutout to end the Dallas series. Just outstanding stuff from him. What do you have on him?
1: You know, Aiden Hill is just one of those goaltenders that's getting hot at the right time. I mean, he's been a pretty decent backup for the Vegas Golden Knights all year. haven't played many games, maybe like 15, 16, 17 games right around there, somewhere in the ballpark, you know. But throughout his career, like you said, he's had very mediocre stats. He's the type of backup goalie that would give you what you needed to give your starter a break, put him in, he'll do the job, but nothing like that you could expect exponentially from him, right? And even – with Vegas during the regular season, he had mediocre stats. But he had a better team in front of him, which naturally is going to give you more wins. He had more wins with the Vegas Golden Knights than any other team in his career. But that's because, I mean, look at the quality of play in front of you, right? And right now during the 2023 playoffs, Aiden Hill 7-3 and with the 207 goals against and a 937 save percentage. Those numbers right now are better than Bobrovsky. And the sample size is relatively similar. I think Bob has like four extra games played. But still, I mean, the stats he's putting up is just remarkable. But the question here and the question that you kind of see when you look at his career stats is can he keep it going?
0: That's very fair. Um, Vegas is an example of a team that I think could win with average goaltending. They're getting better than average goaltending. And from an average goalie. So, you know, we'll see what happens with him. There's less to talk about with him than Bobrovsky. Like, we're not going to go into a whole Hall of Fame spiel when talking about Aiden Hill. But he they can win the cup with him if he keeps playing the way he did against Dallas and against Edmonton. Um, it couldn't have been easy to go from... You know, McDavid and Dry Seidel and Nugent Hopkins and Hyman. And then, oh, we finally beat them. But now you got Jason Robinson, Rupe Hintz, Joe Pavelski. You know, all these guys ready to just try and make your life complete hell. Um, that's what it's been so far for this series with Aiden Hill. And I'm I'm happy for the guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, good for him.
0: Absolutely. We'll see what happens with him in the Stanley Cup final. Frank, what skater needs to play big?
1: Well, I got a skater and then I got a pair. Ooh. So I got my chalk, Jack Eichel, much like Matthew Kachuk. It's going with the same reasoning, reasoning but, Mark. I, but I have more than one reason here, right? Because if Eichel goes silent scoring, he also impacts the game in other ways, right? On the defensive side of things, he's a mastermind on the ice. So he's constantly finding ways to get involved when he doesn't have the puck. So if he goes silent on both ends of the occasion, then that's going to be troublesome for the vegas golden knights but i thought just because i'm including kachuk i'm going to include eichel because it always seems like when two powerhouse athletes are playing each other in any game any series it seems like one always goes silent it's not like 12 rounds eichel throws a punch kachuk throws a punch back and forth hat trick from kachuk hat trick from Eichel. it just doesn't happen it just seems like somebody goes silent so In my opinion, it's going to be who goes silent first in this series, Eichel or Kachuk. We'll see. But the pair, I have a pair of skaters I think need to play big, and that's Chandler Stevenson and Ivan Barbashev. Both of these players have been dominating five-on-five scoring, right? Eichel and all lead Vegas in five-on-five goals, both of them. But then, unexpectedly, you wouldn't think it's Chandler Stevenson and Ivan Barbashev who combined for 12 even strength goals. Vegas has scored a total of sixty uh, sixty-two goals this postseason, with to 40, 49 of them being five on five. I think that's huge because they're not relying on a call here and there. They're not relying on a trip or a delay of game, you know, those lousy delay of game calls to get them back into a game. They've done it by scoring five on five and those guys are gonna to have to play big. They're gonna to have to step up and continue doing that. And hopefully that that doesn't falter off after three rounds. But if they do, that's a huge advantage for the Vegas Golden Knights. They won't need power plays
0: to win this series. Absolutely. Chandler Stevenson has just been such a great player, such a great story. He lead he led the Golden Knights in scoring this year. And you know, Eichel still getting into the swing of things in the regular season. He's fully looking like Eichel again in the playoffs. And I think he'll lead the team in scoring. If you combine each of the next six years, you know, I think Eichel will probably come out of that, you know, stretch as the Golden Knights leading scorer. And we know he's their best offensive player. But, I mean, Stevenson has been outstanding. I was going to say Eichel, too, as my skater that needs to play big, but I'll throw two other guys out there. Mark Stone. Okay, I think Mark Stone is up there. We've talked about it in this show a thousand times. We're going to talk about it a thousand more. He's the best defensive winger of This era, this 2020s era. And, you know, the fact that he was healthy enough to get into the playoffs and then he was healthy enough to be productive and he's been great. He's kind of mean. He plays a hard game. Um, He obviously did something that pissed Jamie Ben off, you know, that made him use his face as a cutting board. (laughs) But, you know, Mark Stone is just that type of player who can make plays. And then everything I talked about with Sasha Barkov, say it the same, but maybe a little tick off. You know, Barkov is a tick better. Uh, he's a lot better, but that's that makes it sound like I'm crapping on this guy. Wild Bill William Carlson. He doesn't score quite as many goals as he did in his first year with Vegas, but I don't think it's I think it's by design that he doesn't score that many goals anymore. When he was with Vegas, they needed offense from him. You know, it was that top mm-hmm. line with him and you so, know Riley Smith and Marsha and they carried the season that year. Now they have Eichel, they have Stone, you know, they have other uh, outstanding offensive players that weren't there in that first year. Stevenson. Um, Carlson has been able to work on the two-way game a lot more. So instead of scoring 40, he scores 25, 26, 28, whatever. And he has, you know, the Selkie trophy top 10 vote every single year. And, he is my skater that needs to play big as well, because I do also believe right now that he took big steps towards another award in the last series against the Dallas stars. Um, If he has a big Stanley cup final, this Vegas golden Knights team can win. I actually, I'm going into it, seeing him as the second most important forward behind Eichel. It's fair. Yeah. So Frank, what about X factors? Some of the guys who might not be, and we didn't even mention Marsha. So, as a big player, you know, he needs to step up big too. He's been outstanding this playoffs. Oh yeah, for sure. But like, I don't think either of us were planning on naming him as X Factor because he needs to be a main factor. So, yeah. just wanted to make sure he was mentioned too and get his due.
1: My X Factor is actually Wild Bill. Oh, okay. Just because not so much with scoring, but he's going to be tasked to shut down Matthew Kachuk. He's already been tasked to shut down McDavid, Rupe Hints. He limited Rupe Hints when he was out there playing with him to two points. In their final five games of the playoffs, which is just amazing that he was able to shut down McDavid and Hintz. And, I mean, Carlson should see a lot of time when Kachuk is out there on the ice. So, that's going to play a major role because Kachuk has just taken over every series he's participated in.
0: And if Wild Bill scores zero goals but Matthew Kachuk is contained, I would be thrilled if I was Brucey. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely thrilled. It might cost him the Conn Smythe trophy, but like, would you rather win the Stanley cup? Exactly. I like don't worry about your Conn Smythe trophy. Like you're William Carlson. Like you're one of the best two way forwards in the league. Everybody knows how sweet you are. Um, you know, so I get that. I get why you say it. Cause you know, he's not one of the three like superstars on the team, but in my world, he is in my world. He is. I think he's the second most important forward on the team. Um, and in a lot of cases you can say he's the first. Because sometimes I value the two-way game more than a couple extra points I do. It's just the way my brain works. I've seen, you know, in the playoffs, Crosby has sacrificed offense to play the game the right way. He scores less in the playoffs in 16 and and 17 than he did in the earlier years, and the Penguins would just get bounced. Like, you know, I, I think those things are important. So, Wild Bill, great player, my X factor. Nice guy, tries hard, loves yeah. the game. Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel has a chance to win his third Stanley Cup in his career. He's not a star like he was in the first two Stanley Cups. You might remember the HBK line with Hagelin, Benino, and Kessel. Um, but, man, I love Fat Phil. Um, he's just a great player. He always has been, he's not as much of an offensive, you know, powerhouse. He was a power play merchant with, um, Pittsburgh. I think he had 50 power play points in that second Stanley cup year. Like just, you know, and listen, People rip on Dreisaitl and McDavid for being power play merchants. Okay, that's the difference between them being 150-point players and 110-point players. It's not like they don't get any five-on-five points, and that was the same thing for Phil Kessel. But, like, not everybody could stand on that power play and make Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby have a top-flight power play. There's a reason it took Phil Kessel coming there to help them get over that hump and win the Stanley Cup again. You know, he's not going to be doing those things for Vegas in this series, but... If I was a player, I know I would just feel warm around Phil Kessel, knowing he's like in the locker room. If he's in the lineup, if he's not in the lineup, he's somebody that I always want around me. And hey, I'm happy to see him playing in another final. This is going to be good stuff.
1: Phil Kessel, man. Remember the days we would play GM Connected? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would would always be like a guy that everybody wanted to trade. He was a
0: hot commodity. Because didn't he have like a, a wrist shot that was through the roof? he when might he have, with the Leafs.
1: I mean, Phil Kessel was very, very, very good during his prime. And, yeah, three Stanley Cups potentially. That's yeah. insane.
0: It's hard to win three Stanley Cups. It's hard to win one, let alone three. It is. I'm trying to see how often he's played in the playoffs. Because um, it hasn't been a lot against Dallas. He didn't play in game six or seven. Let me see. Um, when's the last time Phil Kessel played? It's not every game. Um, fill the thrill but the reason I, I'm mentioning him as an X factor is because I don't think he needs to be playing for people to uh, you know kind of take note from him and be interested by him and you know those types of things but uh, let me see isn't can... his
1: Iron Man streak gone
0: Um, no? I don't know actually
1: I thought it ended but the playoffs. Not.
0: the playoffs doesn't count
1: no, I thought it happened during the regular season, didn't it, or no?
0: Let me look. If he played all 82 games, then no, but I don't know why. Where's Phil? I'm just going to do it on the computer. What am I trying to mess I up? also
1: didn't know that the playoffs didn't count
0: either. Yeah, Phil Kessel played in all 82 games this season. And the playoffs don't count? He hasn't played since Winnipeg, Yeah, which I didn't even realize count, it's right? been that long. No, the playoffs don't count. Okay, uh, is he, I don't think he's not hurt because he's a healthy scratch. Well, I
1: was gonna say I haven't heard a lot of Phil Kessel's name lately. That's why he hasn't been around since Winnipeg.
0: Yeah. So, well, I still am picking him because I stand by what I said. I think he matters. I like just it. being there at all. So, I like. It. I probably like should have had. Probably should have had that ready that he wasn't hasn't played since. I knew he hadn't played at the end of the Dallas series, but um, since Winnipeg, wow. I mean. Probably don't want him out there and against the Oilers and then the Stars. I don't know. We'll see what happens with the Panthers. I hope they dress him in at least one of the games. Um, So, yeah, he's my X Factor. He scores a big goal in the final. Let's go, Phil. Go, Phil. Frank, what trades or moves allowed the Vegas Golden Knights to be right here? Well,
1: kind of like with the Florida Panthers, Peter DeBoer out. Bruce Cassidy comes in. Uh, leaving the Boston Bruins and continuing his success with another talented group of athletes. Um, but not only Bruce Cassidy, but you know Aiden Hill was acquired from the San Jose Sharks for a fourth-round 2024 pick. If that trade never happens, I mean, where would the Golden Knights be now with Thompson and Brassois both hurt? They would be in heaps of trouble, probably not even making the Stanley Cup final because I don't even know who their third string would have been. Um, they also lost Pacioretty. Got rid of Pacharetti in order to help with some of the salary cap issues, and it proved to work out just fine. Um, those were some of the ones I wrote down. I'm sure you can name a lot more. But
0: yeah, when I think of the Vegas Golden Knights, I think of a team that started as Long the Golden Show. Misfits. Nice yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think of a team that started as the Golden Misfits. Right. They were this team of undrafted players that were drafted in the expansion draft. Their old teams left them unprotected. I hate when people say they were they weren't wanted. The other teams weren't happy that they had to put these guys available. Right. Like it's not that they weren't wanted. They were just wanted less than eight other guys on the team. You know, that's being the ninth best player on an NHL team would be awesome. And pretty much the ninth best player on every team got picked. In some cases, there were trades in the expansion draft. You know, stuff with like Eric Holla, and uh, Wild Bill was part of a trade, even though he wasn't what Columbus thought he was. Even um, So was with the Florida Panthers, oddly enough, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, you know, there are a couple things that worked out in their favor that way. But they were overall the Golden Misfits, and since then, they have taken that and they've turned it into the Golden studs you know there are only four players left from that misfits team Shea Theodore Wild Bill Marcia so and Riley Smith they've traded for Max Pacioretty they didn't win the cup with him but he moved on to Carolina but they made that trade you know yeah. they gave up I'm pretty sure who, who did they give up with I think it was Suzuki and who's Montreal's captain now um, you know Batherson in the Mark Stone trade you uh, they get Mark Stone who's one of the top prizes that year on the trade market they traded for Jack Eichel once he requested a trade out of Buffalo, and they gave up big pieces to allow, you know, Buffalo to get there. And be, it was a big risk. They gave up talk, who was great for the Sabres this year, and he was great for the uh, Golden Knights. And he's like a player in the middle of his prime while the team is in a contention window. So, like, it's hard to let those guys go. They signed Petrangelo in the offseason. You know, Shea Theodore was a perfectly fine number one for them, but when the second best canadian defense or he was probably the best at the time canadian defenseman becomes available on the free agent market they don't hold back they don't they're not very yeah. conservative with their money and that's why they win they spend to the cap they make these moves to trade for barbashev so underground the blues couldn't get rid of him fa- fast enough right was it the blues he came from or did he spend time Somewhere else, right before the Golden Knights, I think the Blues sold them off to the Golden Knights. Though, when they sold off Tarasenko and O'Reilly, and
1: yeah, like think, you know, I think you're
0: right. They parted ways with Mark Andre Fleury when they thought Robin Leonard was going to take over. But then, when Robin Leonard is sick and he hates the team, and not sick, injured, and he hates the team for whatever reason, and you know he's got some stuff going on, they find other guys, Logan Thompson. They develop goalies that come out of nowhere, like I've never seen. Um, <laughs> their sick, depth. Right? Their depth is through the roof. Their bottom six is so hard to play against. Their D are so tough on the puck every time. And it's not just Theodore. It's not just Petrangelo. Um, they they put together an outstanding team, and they really don't have a hole. Florida, Florida is, is where they are because they're on a nice run. It's not mm-hmm. like anybody's glamoring over their fourth line all the time, though, they're the no, bottom right. D pair. You know, they like Radko Gudas, but beyond him, it's not like, you know, Montor and Ekblad do a heavy load. But the reason Petrangelo and Theodore are like so effective is because of some of the things the Golden Knights do to, you know, put themselves in this position. So I really like what they've done with their roster, um, you know, with the whole with the whole thing. And I'm trying to look up. I'm trying Whole to blank team Really it. went
1: through a lot of changes to get here.
0: Oh yeah. And, you know, sometimes that just that's got to happen, even if it's stuff you don't like. But absolutely. I, and so, with you know, Nicholas Haig has played a huge role. Look at what Alec Martinez has done. I've loved White Cloud playing a really good game. Um, you know, obviously Shea Theodore Petranzo, Ben Hutton has made appearances. Like these guys have just all. Been around and done, like seen it all. Martinez is a two time Stanley Cup champion. Um, no, they I have Jonathan Quick on the roster, they don't even Martinez need him, with the
1: shot. Score.
0: But... yeah, remember freaking two series winning goals in overtime. Yeah, absolutely. That call for the cup against the freaking Rangers, Alec Martinez saved my summer. Um, yeah, but like, oh, Martinez. Teddy Blueger, Nicholas Wah, Brett Howden had a big game seven or game six. Um, when they score one, five, one goal on a five minute major, the fourth line comes right out after and scores like everything Vegas does is on point. And I, I honestly think they're like a power franchise. I don't know how long they're going to be good. This good early on with
1: their first year. And then they just continued that yeah. success. It's hard to see, like, yeah, and, it's hard to predict when they're going to be bad because they've only been in the year or they have only been in the league six years. So it's like they already rebuilded because they weren't here. They built their. T- it's hard to like picture them because how fresh they are, right? Like the same could yeah, be said I, about I, Seattle. They're not yeah, as good. percent But Seattle's not going to yeah. go through a rebuild because they just got here. So it's like it's hard to tell how good these teams will be. I agree with you. It was what my long winded answer to saying I agree with you.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And, I, I Vegas, they don't have a great pipeline, right? Like their, their prospect no. pool is not good. They, they, they traded Suzuki. They traded um Batherson, like, you know, they, they move these guys to get the players that they feel that they need. Um, so I don't know. It probably is just the duration of Eichel and Carlson and Mars so, all their prime. Cause they've, they've been the team's smartest with making trades to replace guys when they go away, which is why they're still good. Um, so I honestly think they have another five or so years with this group of being truly an elite team before the lack of prospects starts to hurt them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. Um, but are there the lack of prospects, like you said, kind of with their goaltending, they just pipe these guys out of nowhere. Is that going to be the same with their skaters as well?
0: It very well so? could be. It could. I, I, I don't. It could. It very well could. I'm not going to put it past because, them. I'm not, I am I don't this. see it right now, but I could be like way wrong.
1: Because think about this. Now, I know last year they were very injured. They're a different team, right? And that's probably why they missed yeah. the playoffs. But, but you could have kind of thought like, okay, maybe the Golden Knights are going to come down to earth a little bit after making this playoffs four straight years to start your franchise after missing last year. Like even with the injuries, it's like, okay, maybe this is like they're going to finally start coming down to earth a little bit. Then look at this year. They win the Pacific Division, and it's like they there's no end in sight. I don't know. I I kind of agree with you. Maybe two years, couple years. Is that what you said? Two? Yeah. No, I I said five.
0: Oh, five years. And yeah, I don't see them slowing down yeah, anytime. Like the duration of. No, me either. Um, I I think five years that that would mean their first eleven we elite. I think that's outstanding. And then maybe they go through a little bit of a rebuild, but you know, I don't know. Uh, they're, they're here now. Um, Jack Eichel has yet to lose a playoff series in his NHL career, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, funny. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the golden Knights. I think they, they have a lot going for them and who knows, maybe they'll be so good that they're like the red wings where like, even when they're rebuilding, they're still making the playoffs. It's and possible. like they, they find ways, they find ways to draft well in the late teens, early twenties, mid twenties, perhaps even late twenties, thirties. If they're the Stanley Cup champion or runner up in any given year, um, they're gonna. Did, did they trade their first round pick? Yeah, I actually don't think they. They don't have did a first did they? I
1: don't think they have a first round pick this year. Do they? I don't. I can't. Oh, pick I can them. look. I because I picture the 32 picks in order. And I don't remember seeing a golden Knights logo.
0: Yeah, I don't really either. Um, no, they do have it. They do have their first round pick. They will select either 31st or 32nd unless they trade it. So um going to be interesting to see. And this is a generational draft. They say, so like maybe with the 32nd overall pick, they get someone who's so sweet, you know, these things could all happen. It doesn't have to be, You know, doom and gloom after two or three years of being elite, not every team has to go through a rebuild every ten years. They can keep it going, and I believe in them too, based on the way they've managed the team with their current, you know, roster and front office. Like George McPhee's still very much in charge. He's the president of hockey operations. He's not the GM anymore, but his brain is still there putting together this thing, and he's been there since the beginning. So you know, as long as he's in the chair. I don't really see much changing, Frank. Who are your three favorite Golden Knights players? Well, Jack Eichel, Mark Stone, okay.
1: and Jonathan Marchessault. Once again, don't really have an answer for you here. I mean, I just love Marchessault's demeanor on and off the ice. I think he's a pretty funny dude. He's chill. I mean, when we saw him uh, at the All Star game, he was just relaxed. Was it this year? Was he in the All Star game, or was it in the past? I think so. I think it was this year. I mean, it might have been last year when it might have been. I thought it was. It might have been this year. Florida.
0: I just remember there was in Vegas last year. Um, I just remember him. So they might have had extra players in
1: an outdoor competition.
0: Oh yeah, then it was either this year or last year. That is funny. The last two All Star games have met each other in the Stanley Cup yeah. final now.
1: Hey, <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. I never really thought about it. But yeah, I mean those are the guys. And I I mean, like I said, I don't really have an answer for you. I just I think Mark Stone has such an explosive personality on the ice. When he scores, it seems like he won the cup every time he scored. Like he's just pumped to be there. He's a great captain. I mean, it's just maybe I'm a captain guy. I like Taves. Bergeron's my favorite Bruin. Love Mark Stone. I don't know. Maybe it's I'm a captain guy.
0: Yeah, maybe. I like captains too. I'm the captain. All right.
1: You like Captain Morgan, the, Captain
0: Hook. You're the captain. You're the captain of running this show. Um, I would say Jack Eichel, Wild Bill, and Marcia Sof. And I would include. I can't pick four, but Stone just misses. Like I love Stone. And Wild Bill would be my fourth. Yeah. So like they're we just the all same outstanding players. Players. We have the same and, Mount
1: Rushmore.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Vegas also has Petrangelo who I think is a stud. Um just a really fun player to watch. He plays defenseman like as if you created him in a laboratory. Like I just think he plays like a perfect style of game. Where like Kyle McCarr, he's better, but he's not your typical defenseman. He's fast, he's shifty, he joins the rush more like when the game of hockey was invented. Alex Petrangelo was in the mind of how a defenseman plays. And so, you know, I think he's outstanding to watch, but you know, wild bill for all the reasons I talked about in the opening of the period when I said he's the skater that needs to play the biggest, he's just the two way guy. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think wild bill's a really good player. The penalty killing, Vegas is an outstanding penalty killing team. They hardly take penalties, and when they do, they kill it well. And a lot of that has to do with Wild, Pill, Bi, Wild, Pill, Wild Bill being one of the best penalty killers in the NHL. So, you know, that's my perspective on that. Obviously, Jack Eichel, probably one of the best college hockey players ever for a guy who only played one year. Hobie Baker as a freshman. Um, the last until this year when Fantilli won it, the last Hobie Baker winning freshman. And, you know, BU, it kind of got me into college hockey a little bit, Eichel. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've been a fan ever since. I became a diehard fan this last year. But um love Eichel. He's got to be mentioned for me, too. Yeah, if I were to
1: get a jersey, it'd be one of the three players I mentioned.
0: Me, too. I was thinking if one of Eichel or Carlson win the con Smythe Trophy, I'll buy one. But I don't like yeah. the gold. That's I my, love everyone loves it. It's not for me For to buy. I don't hate when I'm watching. I don't get mad when I watch them wearing it on the ice. I don't see myself rocking a gold Golden Knights jersey to like a party where I, I see you. myself wa- rocking. And it's not because it's loud. I wear devil's jerseys. I wear which are very bright jersey. red, but I, <laughs> it's not because it's loud. It's just a type of color I don't see on me at like a party. I would wear a br- bright orange Flyers jersey. It's not because it's loud; it, it's it's just because of the style of it. For me, I would get a gray one. I, they still wore the gray ones this year too, just not as often. Not as often. I've seen them in the gold a lot. Like a I think the gold, the gold is their official home jersey now. I think the gray is an alternate. See, and I like that. I don't know. I like the gold. They have the hey, red jersey too. That's, yeah, you don't
1: see that though.
0: No, I think that was that a reverse retro.
1: I don't know. I think it was, was the first reverse it. retro. If I can't That's... even give you an opinion on it, I can't. Yeah, I kind of like it. It's I get that. Weird.
0: I get that they wore it outside what? against it's like, the avalanche.
1: It's like even if you ask me, would you buy one? I'll flip a coin. If it lands heads, I'll purchase one. If not, I won't. Like I'm yeah. so indifferent on it. I, I don't know
0: for sure. Do you like the reverse retro from this year? It was black and said Vegas across yeah, the chest. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was cool. It was
1: it was glow in the dark. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, I like yep. that
1: one. Sick.
0: I like that one too. I like their whites too. I think they have one of the best road jerseys in the NHL.
1: They do because the gold, the little bit of gold
0: in their whites, just make it pop. Yep. I love. It. And the, I think the gold and the silver have like sparklies on it, and I, I just think it's so sharp on a hockey jersey. I do. Um, Yeah, Vegas' whites are amongst my favorite white jerseys in the league. I agree.
1: I agree for sure.
0: Um, Frank, it's the Florida Panthers versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's talk about their matchup in the Stanley Cup final in period number three. Welcome to period three where it's money time. It is the time where Frank and I will discuss the matchup. We previewed them each individually, but now it's time to talk about them going head to head in the Stanley cup final. Frank, before we get to that, who are your con Smythe trophy leaders, not your prediction for who's going to win it. Who are your leaders going into the playoffs based on the facts that are presented in front of you? I got two from each team. Okay.
1: Okay. Probably what I'm going to do as well. So from the Florida Panthers, obviously, Sergei Bobrovsky and Matthew Kachuk. Both of these guys are really the reason why the Florida Panthers are here. Like, if even if one of them weren't here, they probably wouldn't be in this predicament because of all the adversity they had to overcome and just the crazy path to get here. And the way Bobrovsky's been playing, and like I said earlier in the first period, he's having – Better stats now than he did in his Vezina years in a smaller sample size. It's just truly amazing. And Kachuk, he's a guy who comes in clutch. I mean, there's been so many elite players in the playoffs who have gone silent. One of them being Austin Matthews in clutch games or in clutch moments. But Matthew Kachuk's been the opposite here. He's been clutch when they needed to. And that's what you look out of those level players, the top guys. You want that to happen. You don't want him to die off in the regular season or die, or be amazing in the regular season to die off in the playoffs. But he's been consistent basically the entire playoffs, hence why he's got 21 points. Now, for the Vegas Golden Knights, my picks would be Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marshall. Right. Jack Eichel to me would be the clear favorite if Vegas won, but Marshall. He's making a case where he's an out, he's got that outside chance to win it, depending on how he's um, depending on how he performs in this series. So any of those four guys could easily win it depending on who wins the Stanley Cup. Um, it should be interesting though. I want to hear your picks.
0: I actually believe that like there's two from Florida. I think mm-hmm. Kachuk in the final couple games of the series took the lead from Bobrovsky for the Conn Smythe Trophy. But I think one of them two are the leader right now mm-hmm. for Florida. And then with Vegas, yeah, Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marchessault. Jack Eichel has 18 points and Jonathan Marchessault has 17 points. And I agree with your take that they're up there. And Stone has 15 points and Barbashev has 15 points. But I actually think a guy with 14 points is currently the leader. Of their Consmyth trophy race right now. And it's because of the timing of his production. And it's because of you know everything he does on the ice. It's Wild Bill. I thought he was their best player in game six against the Dallas Stars. Two goals. He now has ten goals with tied which ties Rupe Hince, who's eliminated for most in the playoffs. Or for second most in the playoffs, and he only trails Leon Drysidel, who's also eliminated. So, amongst every player in this series combined, William Carlson has the most goals. I think goals, you know, he only has four assists, but I mean, who cares? He has 10 goals, and he's <laughs> yeah. playing an elite two way game. I think Wild Bill is right there in the conversation as well. He, you know, those are the five for me. Uh, Marsha, Sol, Eichel, Wild Bill, and then. Kachuk and Bobrovsky the reason I went more in depth on Carlson is because you kind of nailed everything about the other four but I think Carlson has to be in this conversation going into the final and a big Stanley Cup final can absolutely win it for him I'm stunned to see Dreisaitl's got 13 goals still which leads the playoffs and he hasn't scored since his four goal game early in the second round like a whole ass two rounds have basically gone by and he still leads in goals without scoring one since he used them all. <laughs> literally. Like, he literally. Used them all too early, and now <laughs> they needed the four, though, in that one game. They still lost. Yeah. <laughs> Burned them him out. Him and Joe Pavelski each had four goal games and lost. Back to back nights. That's tough. That is tough. Well, Frank, the Consmith Trophy leaders. That's who we have right now. Um, a dark horse. Yeah, like a dark horse. Somebody we didn't name at all. Barkov. If he has a big final, like a huge final, I think he'll be in the mix. Um, Um, Hey, you never know,
1: I guess, about Reinhardt, who's got seven goals. He scored four or five goals in this series,
0: and now you're telling he's up to 12?
1: You never know.
0: Yeah, You never know. What about Verhage? 15 points. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't
1: know. How many goals does he have? I
0: think goals carry a little bit more weight. I do, too. Verhage's. Verhage is going to be out there with Kachuk. So like anything he How many does. Goals does he have? Huh? How many goals does he have? Who? Uh Verhage. Verhage has six. He's tied with Jack Hughes. Yeah. He'd <laughs> have to he'd
1: have to step it up. But yeah, they they're the dark horse for a reason.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Trying to think of a dark horse. I don't think there is one. I think it's for sure one of the four we named.
1: Probably. Yeah.
0: Uh, Aiden Hill, I guess. He has three shutouts in the series. And then in the other yeah, game, he gives would, up one goal.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Foster might be behind. He says, I'll never be in the baseball hall
0: of fame. <laughs> Foster started us from the beginning. I appreciate I it, though. It. Um, yeah, me too. I watched Dan and Aldo bear their souls yesterday, almost the whole thing. Love that yeah, show. I, like I get it. so into it, Frank. <laughs> Dan Aguire is one of the most impressive. I don't even know if Dan Aguirre, like likes us all that much. Because, like, I don't know. He just doesn't seem like the most social type at the parties and stuff. But, boy, do I like him. <laughs> I don't even care. He – his Chicago Bears knowledge. I don't think I'm – I don't think – I'm smart as as smart about anything as he is about the bears. He was ripping stuff off yesterday off the top of his head. And I was just like, <laughs> this guy is unreal. You know, I want to pick his brain a little bit. He, I love Dan and Aldo bear their souls in the intro. So funny. Aldo screaming. Oh, intro, yeah. yeah. Aldo screaming. Um, uh, you know, they won, but I'm going to be miserable all week because they stunk. <laughs> cracks me up absolutely cracks me up um dan aguirre in the intro goes i love the chicago bears more than i love masturbating and that (laughs) is a lot (laughs) i like this guy and he's just he brings this like comedic energy to like his analysis of the bears and i just think it's genius stuff that's my that's probably my favorite program that i'm not on at the barroom network It's a great show, and if you haven't watched it, you should tune in. Every Tuesday night. Um, Love that guy. Um, Frank, who has better forwards, the Vegas Golden Knights or the Florida Panthers?
1: I'm going to give the edge to the Vegas Golden Knights. They've just been getting production from just about everyone during their playoff run. In fact, they have seven different players in double digits for points. The Florida Panthers only got five. Their depth isn't spread out um, as the Vegas – Golden Knights are. I mean, I feel like there's always a chance with the Knights that their third and fourth line can just pot a few goals here and there, whereas with the Panthers, it might they might struggle to find some success from their third and fourth line in this series. But if the Panthers' top guys aren't scoring, I mean, in my opinion, it's officially scary hour in Florida.
0: I agree. I think the best player, the best forward on either team is on Florida, but the best group of players yeah, actually, Florida might have the two best forwards in the series. Yeah, Florida has the two best forwards in the series, but I would take the collective group of Golden Knights over the collective groups of the Florida Panthers. That's just my opinion. Frank, where do you stand on this discussion when it comes to the D? The D. The D. D.
1: Well, uh, for the defense, I also give the Golden Knights the edge. You know, each of their six defensemen have seen the ice for over 18 minutes in each game. Bruce Cassidy trusts what they put out there. They're huge. Their core group is just massive. They're good at defending as well. I mean, they shut down the – what? They how many play, shutouts do they had They had two against Dallas. I mean, that goes into goaltending too, but you also got to give some credit to the defense. Um, it's just this group is just able to shut down any, everybody. They shut down the Oilers. I mean, think about – how much scoring the Oilers did. They were able to limit that on defense. They were able to limit McDavid and all that, and the Dallas Stars. I mean, if you could shut down those teams, then you could easily shut down the the Florida Panthers. But it's just the Florida Panthers, in my opinion, their defense just doesn't compare to the Vegas Golden
0: Knights. I agree. Alex, Peter Angelo is the best defenseman on either team. Montour is the second best defenseman on either team, in my opinion. But then Theodore, or no, I, I would actually probably take Ekblad or Theodore. But still, I would take the collective group of Golden Knights well over the collective group of the Florida Panthers. Uh, Montour sick, Ekblad is sick, no doubt. But you know, and
1: they got a ton of experience too.
0: Yeah, Petrinco
1: oh, yeah. Martinez, like they yep. got a ton of experience. Got a couple cups on that
0: blue line. Yeah. So you know that's where I stand. I think Vegas has the slight edge. No, it's probably... Uh, what's the bigger edge? D or forwards for them?
1: I give the forwards the bigger edge just because of how deep they are. Uh, I and agree. I think that's going to play a bigger role here.
0: I agree. Year. And and that's that's saying something because we both agree that the top two players, forwards on either team are on the Panthers. Yeah, It takes more than a couple guys to win. Oh, without question. If Eichel's the third best forward He's on pretty- either team, but then... Carlson's fourth. Marsh assault's fifth. You know, Don't forget who's about Stone. In- yeah, Stone. Stone's probably actually right behind Eichel, if not barely ahead. No, he's he would be fourth out of either team. I honestly think if you ranked the top ten forwards on either team, seven of them would be from the Golden Knights.
1: Yeah, it would go like Florida, Florida, Vegas, 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 Vegas. Florida.
0: Florida, Vegas. Vegas.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Verhage's that guy for me. He's a top 10 forward on either team. I agree with you. Um, What about the goaltending? I think we're going to
1: agree down the the slot here. Well, of course. I mean, the goaltending, I give the clear advantage to the Florida Panthers. Both goalies are hot right now, but I mean, Sergey Borovsky is more reliable than Aiden Hill. I mean, I don't even know who's going to, if Persuad is going to come back. Maybe, I assume. I mean, but they're going to roll with Aiden Hill right now but I'm sure he'll be available along with uh, maybe Logan Thompson as well. But I just trust the consistency of Bobrovsky more. And, and I mean, and just if he's proved himself over the years of what he's capable of performing, I mean, we haven't seen that really from Vegas as a goaltending and really their goaltending has been a questionable all year, but clear favorite advantage for the Florida Panthers.
0: I agree. And that could be the difference in the series. Could be, you know, the, the hot goaltender, that's always a huge yeah. factor. I do think Florida has the advantage. Um, they might not have the advantage though. If Bob got hurt, I would take Aiden Hill over Alex Lyon at this point.
1: Aiden um, Hill's been better, yeah, recently. right now than Lyon. Yeah, Lyon had the better stretch because of he did it more than just how many games. Like, I well, actually, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it, actually Lyon, it is probably about ten games yeah, both ways. So. Yeah,
1: it might be. So, I'd go with Aiden Hill though right now.
0: Over yeah, Lyon. I would too. I would too, especially just those ten games are a lot more recent, like two months more recent. Yeah, um, sports yeah. are very
1: momentum based.
0: Absolutely, especially hockey. A lot of the times, um, so yeah, we agree. Vegas forwards, Vegas D, Florida goalie, um, but we also we mentioned Vegas's goalie still good, Florida's D still good, Florida's forwards still good. That's why they're in the Stanley Cup final, Frank. Mm-hmm. We are going to have a first-time Stanley Cup champion for the first time since the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup in 2019, and that was actually a back-to-back of that happening as the Washington Capitals won it in 2018, and then it had been the first time in a while.
1: Yeah, so I saw a graphic on ESPN, and I'm so mad I can't find it. I'm livid it showed the last time. So yeah, the last time we had our first ever champion was the blues, but the last time we had our first ever guaranteed um, first ever champion was 2018 with Vegas and Washington. Cause neither one had won before Washington won it in 2018. So they couldn't, you know, that wasn't a first ever guaranteed, but before that, and the graphic was every Stanley cup final that was guaranteed a new Stanley cup champion. And it was the coolest graphic. It was so cool, and it showed the most recent being Vegas and Washington. And then before that, the only other one I remember, actually it wasn't just before that. It was actually somewhere down the list because there were others that happened in the 2000s. But in 1999 when the Dallas Stars beat the Buffalo Sabres, that was another first time ever. Whoever win would win the Stanley Cup for the first time. And the graphic just like it kind of almost gave me chills because like I don't know. It was just so cool, and if you ever find the graphic, send it to me. But it was just, it was incredible. And you know, um, the the Florida Panthers—they've been underestimated a lot this year. Just seems like Vegas is, you know, I mean, they both really have a lot of momentum here. But yeah, I don't. I'll just leave it at that.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I'm trying the more to find the graphic. The more I
1: feel like I'm going to spew my pick, <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> That's funny. I'm actually, I'm trying to find the graphic It was, right, at, about. It,
1: it was right after the game. They were talking about uh, Vegas celebrating their win. And then behind the panel, they had the graphic on the, the screen. It was a really cool graphic because there really haven't been that many. If I can remember correctly, maybe like eight or nine were in the picture of first ever Stanley cup um, champs. Obviously you're not going to include when the NHL first existed because, Whoever won the first Stanley Cup was obviously there's going to be a new champ. But,
0: yeah. 91 Maybe. when the Pens played the North Stars. 96 when the Avalanche played the Panthers. 99 when the Stars played the Sabres. Yeah. 07 when the Ducks played the Senators. And 18 when the Capitals played the Golden Knights.
1: Yeah. And there was more below the one you said, the first one, I think. Because there was like eight or nine I saw. But, yeah. I believe it. But I like that. See, like stuff like that interests me a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, Frank, it's the moment we've all been waiting for. About time because I feel like I'm going (laughs) to slip. You are going to slip. You need to chill, bro. (laughs) I'm excited. Who, in the mind of Frankie Mueller, is going to win the 2023 Stanley Cup? I've been
1: waiting for this moment, VP. I am picking the Vegas Golden Knights to defeat the Florida Panthers in six games. The Florida Panthers, they've been estimated, underestimated a lot this year, but Vegas, they're just built differently, VP. And I think, and this is something we talked about many podcasts ago, is that the Western Conference style of play is very different than the way Eastern Conference teams play. And I think the Western Conference style of play is just going to be too much for the Florida Panthers in this series.
0: Very good, Frank. For the first time... All playoffs. We are going to get out of here without a disagreement. I think the Vegas Golden Knights are going to defeat the Florida Panthers in six games. Wow. Um, Yeah, um, It's honestly crazy. I kind of want to change my pick now. Um, (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. But I do. I leave that asterisk there. Florida is probably going to hear this and Go out of their they're way re- to prove me wrong. They're they're probably for sure winning the cup now. Let me ask: you, Would you be surprised if Florida wins the cup?
1: Kind of. I mean, even really? after everything that's gone on, it just it's just it would surprise me. Like, I can't believe Florida actually won the cup. That's what I would say. Like, I can't believe Florida won the cup.
0: Okay. See, I won't be surprised. I I can't get there after Toronto, Boston, Carolina. I can't. I know.
1: I know. And even after all this, it's like just. I'd be like, I really, I'd sit there, and be like, I can't believe Florida just won the cup.
0: Is Vegas the worst team that they played in terms of regular season standings? Mm,
1: how many points did Vegas have?
0: Vegas came in fifth place in the NHL with one hundred and eleven yeah. points. Boston, so the Carolina, team. and Toronto. All finished ahead which, of them in the standings. Which just
1: because they were the worst team, though. That that to me, as a Panthers fan, if I was a Panthers fan, I'd be sweating bullets because it's like, oh, we have taken down the top Titans, we could easily take down the Vegas Golden Knights.
0: That's what I. The Vegas, they're easy, man. They came. Yeah, with mid. no, no. So that, that we took down scared. one, two, and four, and the team that was in three yes. got smoked by the team who was two. That that actually scares
1: me. So <laughs> yeah. if I was like, if I was a hawk, like as a Hawks fan, if they were playing somebody, I'd be, oh no. Like, you yeah. never want to play a team that's on, like, a 13-game losing streak. You're like, oh, no. Like, it should be so easy. They've lost 13 in a row. They're due. Well, now it just seems like Florida's due to crap out, right? Like, or, like, you you think it might be a little bit easier because they're the fifth-best team, but I don't know.
0: You want to know something even crazier? Oh, no. Ve- Vegas. They beat Edmonton, who was in 6th place, Dallas, who was in 8th place, and Winnipeg, who was in 14th place. This is the easiest
1: one for Vegas.
0: This is the hardest one for Vegas. No, 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 it's the easiest. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, they both have their easiest matchup.
0: They both have their easiest matchup in terms of regular season standings.
1: Wow. Yeah. That is crazy.
0: That is crazy. It's absolutely it's unbelievable. Just, it just gets me hyped. It's going to be a good final. Frank, it who do you gonna... believe is going to win the con Smythe Trophy?
1: Um, well, now that you know who I chose, being the Vegas Golden Knights, and the, I don't think the Conn Smythe going to go to a, the losing team, I'm going <laughs> to stick with Jack Eichel to win the Conn Smythe Trophy. I mean, he's just done more than just score and his scoring is going to play heavyweight into this decision. But besides that, I mean, he's clearly been the most valuable player in the playoffs for the Golden Knights. And on top of it all, leading his team in scoring, when you're leading your team in scoring, you're making highlight plays that don't involve scoring. Like when you're in the highlight reel for a play that doesn't involve a goal, that right there shows you you should win the Conn Smythe. I mean, to me, he's the clear favorite of Vegas wins, unless something – miraculous were to happen in the finals for the Vegas Golden
0: Knights. Yeah, I think Eichel's the favorite. That's not what I asked you. I asked you, who do you think is going to win it? that That's who I think is going to win it. All it, right, yeah. Jack Eichel.
1: I'm saying he's I, the favorite in my eyes. Like, Yeah, I get it. what
0: you're saying. I'm going to pick Wild Bill. He's hot. I like it. He's hot. He's got 10 goals. He was the best player in Vegas in the conference finals. Let's bring it into the Stanley Cup finals, Wild Bill. Help this team take it home. Score a couple goals maybe a couple assists, be a key cog on the penalty kill, take home the con Smythe trophy. I do think going into the final, this has the best loser has a chance to win the con Smythe that we've had in like 10 years. Um, only because Kachuk yeah. is head over heels over every Golden Knights player in scoring. And I think he's going to have a big series here even if they lose. So if he ends with 30 points and Jack Eichel ends with 25... And the Golden Knights win. I still think Michael will win. I would vote for the winner, but I don't know how other people think.
1: Do you think that the loser will ever win the Con Smythe in our lifetime? Yeah. You do?
0: Yeah. I thought about picking Kachuk.
1: I don't think it's ever going to happen again.
0: Maybe it won't. It's possible. I think that's the thing of the
1: past. I think, like now,
0: yeah, it should I be get really deserving
1: for the team that won the cup, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, i mean that's a lot of years right yeah that could go by and it can happen eventually but yeah you know the stanley cup final we're gearing up for it vp you
0: want to talk about when it it takes off absolutely and you could tune into the stanley cup final game one on saturday june 3rd um, 8 p.m eastern time you have 7 p.m central time Um, I feel like most of the people that watch the show are either in the East or the Central. Ray Leo's definitely in the East. Foster's in the Central. Skyler's in the Central. We're in the Central. So 7 p.m. if you're in the Central, the Vegas Golden Knights will host game one of the Stanley Cup final against the Florida Panthers. You have the best team in the Western Conference against the great story of the Eastern Conference, which the East was the powerhouse division. They were the, they were the division that was guaranteed the cup champion, man, the winner of the East is going to mop the floor with the winner of the West. You know, if it's Carolina or New Jersey or Boston or Toronto to wipe the floor with whoever comes out of the West, whether it be Colorado, Vegas, Dallas, Florida Panthers make it dude. Did the Florida Panthers were they even a top 16 team? Was there a West team that missed the playoffs? That was worse. Let's see.
1: Yeah, you know, they might be. I'm trying to think because the Florida Panthers had like 80-something points. I think somebody in the West had 90 that missed, right? No,
0: not, Florida had 92. Uh, so I did the so two. did the Nashville Predators who missed. And, so, and the Calgary Flames had 93 points, and they missed. So they so had, had like, more they points. They were like yeah. tied
1: for 17th.
0: They were tied for 17th. But I would give the tiebreaker to um, Florida because of their goal differential. They had the exact same record. Florida and Nashville were 42-32-8. Doesn't
1: it go by uh, regulation ones?
0: Yeah, which I have to turn my phone on the side to see who had more, who had more row between these two jabronis. Oh, yeah, it was Florida by a lot. So there By you go. seven. By seven.
1: So they were the seventeenth best team this year. Yep. In the standings.
0: Yep. Crazy. That is correct. That is correct, my son. Um man, I like Nashville though, going into next year. I was high on them this year and they kind of effed me, but they had a good record. They just failed to get that last point to get into the playoffs. Or that last win to get into the playoffs. And they fired John Hines and brought in Brunette, who I think probably gets them back into the top. I'll I'll be picking Nashville again next year, I think. I I like their roster more than most. Um, But this is about the Panthers and the Golden Knights right now. Frank, I don't know if this segment's going to have anything to do with the Stanley Cup final, but I will send it to you in America's favorite podcast segment of the week Breaking (laughs) Bets. Frank, win the folks some coin.
1: We're, we're pushing over that 50% mark. We're just full force right ahead. Like
0: a train.
1: Beep. Like a train. By the end of the year, 134 and 1. We're going to go 64 picks in a row. That would be insane. Could you imagine?
0: Yeah. Then you're taking me out for dinner.
1: <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I got no hockey picks. The Texas neighbors,
0: though.
1: I, I want it. That's fine hundred dollar buffet. I think it's like a hundred dollars just to like walk through the doors and eat.
0: Yeah. I think I paid 75 one time.
1: Or Yeah. 75 or something ridiculous. But yeah. Anyway, no NHL picks. I was really debating because of, you know, being off next week of doing like a futures of who would win and like, including that pick. But then I'm like, it's going to run into our next show because there's not going to be a sweep. And, you know, if it goes like five or six, I think actually when is
0: no game seven would be the Monday before we get back. The series will be over when we appear again on here. I
1: thought game seven would be Monday the 19th. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. So our next show is
1: our next show is the 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 14th. Oh, so that's why I'm not doing so. We will be back for like a game six, which is why I wasn't going to do a futures pick here. So the yeah, most likely unless there's a sweep, the the Stanley Cup won't be awarded while we're in Door County. Yeah. Um, so that being said, I actually got two MLB picks and then a tennis pick because the French Open started. So um I'll start with the MLB. Tonight we got Phillies at the Mets, uh Nola versus Carrasco. Phillies were unable to score yesterday. They lost two to nothing crasco has been terrible on the mound at home, which is really weird because normally pitchers perform better at home, but he's been terrible on the mound at home this season. He's given up 11 earned runs and two home starts. Now, Nola hasn't been that good either this year, but I expect them to kind of bounce back today and get the Phillies back into the win column after losing two and after getting shut out yesterday. I think this is a great spot for the Philadelphia Phillies. So I like the Phillies' money line at minus 115. Next pick, we got the Padres playing the Marlins. I believe that game actually starts like 540. So if you're listening live, you're going to have to get that pick in within the next hour and a half or so. Um, We got Snell versus Braxton Garrett. The Marlins have struggled to score runs all season. I actually think they might be bottom five in the league in terms of scoring runs. I don't know. I think that's where they are. I could be wrong, but... And I, I didn't look at, like, any stats, but I, the stuff I've been hearing from, like, games that they've been playing in, they're, like, one of the worst scoring teams in the league. It's not going to get any easier with Snell on the mound, who has pitched a lot better lately. I mean, early on this season, he's he can't find a way to win games, and his ERA is kind of high he's like in the sixes I think but I think this Padres team could take advantage of Braxton Garrett who's been pitching very well but I expect a little regression in this spot from him I think he kind of comes down from earth a little bit and since Snell's been pitching better I think there's great value the Padres are only minus 122 and I know the Padres bats are clearly better scores than the Miami Marlins so Padres money line minus 122 this brings me to my final pick which is an ATP tennis pick for the French opened aka Roland Garros going to be between Karatsev and Tiafoe that match kicks off early in the morning around like 6:30 a.m central time Tiafoe is two and seven all time at the French Open he just got his second win of the year uh this year or the second win at the French Open this year in his career he went like seven straight years or six straight years losing in the first round he's on the round two against uh Karatsev Karatza is very good on clay. He's fourteen and four this year. He had to go through qualifying to get to this point, um, which means which Tiafo didn't have to qualify. But going through qualifying, you get a familiar of the courts. He's been the better clay court tennis player. I think that he's going to pull through here and beat uh, Tiafo. So I like Karatza money line at minus one seventeen. And uh, let's let's get in the wind column this week. Let's steamroll straight ahead like a freight train.
0: Like a freight train. I'm looking forward to it. Frank, I'm looking at the box score right now, and the Tampa Bay Rays have a 4-3 to three lead over the Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry to those of you who are listening to audio later, but because um, you already know what happens by the time you get to this. But Patrick Wisdom just reached on a throwing error, and now the bases are loaded um, for the Cubs with one out, and they're down by one against the best team in baseball who they're trying to sweep. Sports are so Isn't weird. Isn't that crazy? It is so weird, dude. You know, another team
1: who has a chance to sweep is the Oakland A's against the Atlanta Braves. Braves, uh oh. (laughs) Braves are up 3 1 right now, but uh, A's got runners at the corners with one out, bottom of the sixth. Tough series.
0: Tough series for our Braves. Tough series for our Braves. But, you know, it's Major League Baseball. You think you can't lose to the A's if you're the Braves? You are sorely mistaken. You are sorely mistaken. Um, That's our show. I hope everybody enjoyed our Stanley Cup final extravaganza. It was fun. I enjoyed this. Um, I think it's going to be a great series. I actually think the series is going to rule. I can't wait. I can't wait
1: either.
0: Yes. And as Frankie puts on the screen, make sure you read our stuff to windycity.com, puckpros.com, blackandteal.com, southsideshowdown.com, and pucksandpitchforks.com. All that via the fan-sided network. And I will be with you tomorrow on Crosstown Crosstalk. And then I'm off for a week. Nothing. No bar down for Vinny. No bar room network for Vinny for a week. Going to Door County. Very much looking forward to that outstanding vacation. Um, you know, gonna be so great is
1: that making
0: the trip no it's making the trip i would wear it on the show <laughs> if my headphones fit with it uh maybe when we get back i'll use my traditional microphone and um wear that for one special episode um and then make sure you read frankie shit app all the stuff going on with video games a zelda you know superstar here doesn't get the game for whatever reason because he just doesn't like fun he has every means to go get the game and play it what
1: fun stinks
0: yeah you hate fun who likes um fun? me um Fair. yeah <laughs> it's good stuff make sure you follow all of our stuff and then make sure you watch the rest of the shows here at the barroom network um great great stuff frank i really enjoyed this show It
1: was a great show it was a great show a great way to end our little hiatus we'll be on But we'll have plenty of coverage to talk about when we come back about what's happened so far. And if for some reason there was a sweep or it ends in five or something, then we'll be discussing this the 2023 Stanley
0: Cup winner. Absolutely. And I'm going to end the show. I understand a lot of people that watch this show are going to be seeing the Eras Tour. Taylor Swift is in Chicago this weekend. Say something nice about Taylor Swift.
1: She's got great hair.
0: She does have great hair.
1: She does. She
0: yeah, got great hair. She's got great music. I'm a big Swift fan. I like the music. It's good stuff. Um, shout out to everybody going. I know we got some friends of the program that are going. Katie, her entire group. Looking forward to seeing how much they all have fun. Can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm excited through them. You ever know somebody's so excited about something, and you what just know the, it's going to be sick?
1: What was the whole verdict for the secret song?
0: Okay. She's played one. She does three shows every city, mm-hmm. and she plays two new secret songs every show. So she knocks out six in every city. Okay, and and a song is eligible to be a secret song if it is not part of her main set list. But then you scratch it off every time it's played. So something that was played last week in New York is now ineligible for the Chicago show and back so to Philly. So do they have it Boston. narrowed
1: down to like what they think
0: it's going to be? They, there's still hundreds of songs available. If you okay, think about it. So they it. just
1: know which ones are not going to be.
0: They know which ones are not going to be. Okay. Um, I don't know. I I have no idea what it's going to be. I have no guess. Obviously, they're the first of three shows on Friday, the one Katie's going to. So it's going to be interesting to see what two songs are picked. But, Cool. I don't know. I hope they're ones they forward, like.
1: I look forward to hearing about
0: it. Yeah, most of the songs that I know from Taylor Swift, you know, I'm a growing, learning Swift fan. Most of the secret songs are ones that I don't know as well. Has Love you know, Story
1: been sang or is that not a secret song?
0: It's not a secret song. Frank. That's like asking if know. Metallica played Enter Sandman. I don't know. You never know. That's like, like what?
1: Like the I'm song, I don't know. Song so kidding. old, like maybe they like wouldn't include it on the set list.
0: I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. now I mean, you I'm... shit
1: yourself if it happened. Like if it was. No, I know this...
0: they. No, I know they play Love Story. Oh, is it? It's part of the main set list. It's one of her most popular songs. No, I like that song actually. That's yeah, a good one. I like the end. The end is a bop, but the end of the song, not a song called the end. The end. Yeah, it's a good song. The end. the show is at the end frank it's been a great time see you on the other side of vacation my friend it'll be a uh oh and shout out to shout out to jared Harmon for his bachelor party this weekend that we will be attending leading up to our trip to door county we're gonna have a great time out there in good old mill this is for you i don't get it
1: (laughs) That's one of, that's the song's called Ronin.
0: Oh, let me see. (laughs) There's a whole ass spreadsheet. Yeah, the song's called Ronin. There's not much to get. I'm going to guess that that is still eligible to be
1: a song. I've, I, to be honest, I don't know much about the song. I know it's a sad song.
0: Yeah. I'm going to guess it has not. Let me see. I'm going to type it into twitter.com and see if it's been played.
1: You just type it into Twitter and
0: it. Yeah, Frank. Um, I don't think. I don't think it's been played. There you go. Wouldn't you die if that was their secret song? If that was their secret song, I would literally oh my shit my pants.
1: Like, if, if he was the one who pulled it. <laughs> Remember this moment for next week When we're all sitting in Door County And Katie goes yeah the secret song was Ronan
0: Yeah I I don't know Who's Ronan about I don't know Because I'm reading on Twitter that this Uh, Ronan She says
1: it's it's about a, a Kid with cancer
0: I think his birthday was during the Philly show And she didn't play it she didn't play it? No.
1: Wow.
0: That's what I'm reading on Twitter.
1: So it's eligible. I'll die if that's the same No, yeah,
0: I'll shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll literally, I'll be vulgar and say it that way.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, there are people that were upset that it wasn't in Philly. It would have made sense. It would have made sense. But it's still eligible. That's crazy. they all get this sad song and he predicted it that would be great that would be so great
1: now i'm hoping they play ronan
0: if it's gonna make everyone sad no it's a a good song though
1: it's like she didn't create create the song to not be played it's like it's meant to like represent the kid and like bring good about the situation when there's not much to really be happy about, you know, it's yeah. kind of like making light out of every situation. Cause I'm pretty sure the kid passed away. So oh, it's like, no. you're, I'm like, I'm pretty sure like you're honoring the kid by playing it. So.
0: Well, thank you Tom and Frankie for ending this show on a sad somber note as we get ready for the Stanley cup final. <laughs> RIP. Oh, if For comedic purposes, it will be awesome if they play it. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who asks, pull my finger on a regular basis. If nails they the, play uh, it,
1: Tom's going with Katie the next time they go to a concert. We're
0: all going. What the hell? We are all going. Or I'm going to ask him who he knows. Who Seriously, do you know?
1: He's got, he's got the ends.
0: Yeah, for real. That'd be awesome. He, you meet Taylor Swift with him and he asks her to pull his finger. Hey Taylor, would you uh, would you mind real quick?
1: <laughs> I could see him being a South Park character. <laughs> and just being like the pull my finger guy, like that stereotypical pull my finger guy. Like just imagine him like with the South Park body and just
0: Right? Like So you think know. he's like you think he's the American version of Terrence and Philip? Hey Terrence, I yeah. think I have to fight.
1: Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> Terence Tom, Tom's the American like, come on. Tom
0: and Tom and Philip. There
1: you
0: go. Tom and Philip. Tom That's and Taylor funny.
1: pull my finger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey Terence, pull my finger. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Comedy. What a oh, hope... Absolutely. We went from talking about Ronan being all sad to talking about Tom making fart jokes on South Park. Have you ever seen the baseball episode of South Park?
1: I've seen every episode of South Park from like season nine to like 20. And then like the more recent, like four seasons I haven't seen in the early seasons of South Park. I haven't seen, but I For do sure. know the baseball one.
0: So funny that in the world of Warcraft one, I think are my world two of favorites.
1: Warcraft is top, top of the line.
0: Yeah. Make love, not Warcraft.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they just stuff in their face in the basement. Mom. I need more hot pockets. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's a big boy now.
1: <laughs> I like the human son Ew,
0: that episode. Oh, you know... I know.
1: That's a good one.
0: Hey, I also on. like when. Why don't you take me for a pack of cigarettes first? Because I like to have a good smoke every time I get. Uh huh. And I also like the
1: one where Mister Garrison shits himself. No, I don't know if it's Mister Garrison or Mister Missus Garrison at the time. But it might who do what? Gee, thinks it's Mr. Garrison, where he has explosive diarrhea and he shits yeah. himself and his yeah. head hits the ceiling.
0: Yes, yeah, you know, Mr. Mackey?
1: yeah, N-kay. N-kay. yeah.
0: Do you know why his name is Mr. Mackey?
1: Yeah, because MK is Mackey.
0: Mackey is spelled, N-kay. yeah, yeah. Do you remember those old uh K jewelers commercials? Every kiss begins with K. Okay. Every so, kiss so,
1: begins with mm, K.
0: <laughs> I used to say it to my dad and he would crack up. I was like, really? if Mr. Mackey worked at uh, K Jewelers, it would be, every kiss begins with mm, good <laughs> See?
1: Explosive diarrhea. Been there, done that.
0: Oh, so funny. We should all watch the South Park movie one time. Have you ever seen that?
1: Imagination Land?
0: No. It's just the South Park movie, bigger, faster, and uncut it's called. I
1: thought I have, but I don't know.
0: It's actually a Terrence and Phillip. It's a long episode What movie, but because it's a movie, they can swear. And in the movie, Terrence and Phillip also get a movie, and the kids, their parents tell them they can't see it, but they find a way to see it anyway, and it teaches them to swear a bunch of swear words, and they go to school the next day, and they can't stop saying the F word, and that's when Mr. Mackey, like, puts Cartman in, like,
1: oh, you think that's funny, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think or no. so.
0: That, what I'm thinking of is the urinal deuce. The, the, oh, you think that's funny? But you take the Car- deuce in the urinal. Cartman says it. Yeah, that's the urinal one. But uh, Cartman says a bunch of F words. And, you know, I think Mr. Garrison actually probably throws him into the principal's office. And then all the parents go to Canada because they blame the entire nation of Canada for Terrence and Philip making their kids swear. It's It's funny. It's very funny.
1: Tom says he's partial to American Dad. I think he means Family Guy.
0: Well, American Dad family. was also a funny sitcom. Yeah, comment. I know,
1: but we watch Family Guy. I've never seen him watch American Dad.
0: Oh, yeah. Family Guy's funny. Yeah. I do like Family Guy. Stewie is an incredibly hilarious character.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd love to sit down and watch every episode.
0: I, I probably will one day. Just yeah. like with
1: South Park, I want to watch every episode of South Park. But I've seen yep. the majority of
0: for sure. All right, Frank. That's enough for this one. It's Isn't been a great show. No, because we're going to stay on and talk. <laughs> Just got to <laughs> kill the podcast at a right time and make sure everybody's <laughs> ready for the Stanley Cup final. And I hope everybody it's enjoys it as much as I'm going to. Uh, Frank, do you have any last words?
1: Um, go Knights. Go Knights go. My, my final words.
0: last words. I hope both teams have fun. Whoever plays better deserves to win, in my opinion. I know that sounds so cliche, but, like, I'm I'm impartial to who wins in terms of fanhood. I'll be proud and happy for multiple guys on both teams. I already am, and it's been an outstanding season doing this show and covering the Devils and the Hawks and, you know, a couple of my other NHL stories that we've done. It, it's just been a fantastic year, and it's a little uh, sad to see it come to an end, but I'm also very excited for what the future holds, so, you know, Can't wait to talk to everybody in two weeks. Remember, no bar down next week as we're going through the Stanley Cup Final on vacation. And we will see you in two weeks for the next episode of Bar Down Talking Hockey. As always, enjoy the Stanley Cup Final. Thank you for listening.